Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Thanks, fellas. The the outpouring of support from everybody, especially the fans, has been truly special. So while I'm laid up, holding things down on the radio side will be these two superstars. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. Ah. You see, we are the part-time radio crew. So, enjoy the view from the bottom of the broadcast barrel. Relax. Put on your headphones. Don't do headphones. I can't stand the sound of my own voice. Really? Now, see, I assume you masturbated to your own voice. My real voice, sure, but no headphone can capture the complex bourbon and butter flavor of my actual timber. You, Friday. You, Friday. 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 Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Hello, Canada. Don't bogart that joint. Porque por favor se inviertes. And now, I've done a lot of things in my life, a lot of things in the career, and this is truly in the top, I think, a thousand things I've ever done in my life. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Friday morning, the 5th of April. What's up, kids? Hi. Hey. What's happening? I had to go out to dinner last night. Wow. With people. Oh, my God. I had to put on long pants. Oh, mean. Yeah. I had to arrive at a at a restaurant at 7 p.m., which is three hours past when I like to have dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I have a policy about dinner, which is it's got to be less than an hour. Uh, that's yeah, that's hard um, in a reasonable. That's reasonable, no. right? I know what you're thinking. That sounds that sound just makes good sense. Okay. And um, 930 I'm hustling people to, to we got to go, you guys. Uh, it's time to go. The, we must be done. He is the least patient person ever. Well, I don't have dinner. time for Be kitchen. ready to order. <laughs> I don't want him to have to come back in one minute. Do you and, think he only does that with us? You I don't, don't think he does that with like oh, assume, friends of Donna's. I assume he does that with everyone. Bean. Well, I'll, I'll tell you when they when uh, when Donna and her her little friend Erica start ordering appetizer after appetizer after appetizer, and the and the waitress keeps coming by going, "You guys ready to order your main course?" And she's like, "No, we're still enjoying these." <laughs> I'm just looking at my watch, going, "Come on, nine thirty, you guys. That's nobody should be out at nine thirty. That's ridiculous." I'm uh, that. Did they get dessert? No. Everybody was so no, full. No, he wouldn't allow no it. Yeah. yeah I, that's, I would, no dessert. Let's that's go. That's my problem. When they ask, like when a waiter or waitress asks, would you like dessert? And I go, no. But then mm-hmm. someone else says, yes. Yeah. I don't, we shouldn't be friends anymore. And then do you always say, oh, well, let's look at the menu. Because <laughs> Again, I, yes, I want to leave, 
But they always, oh, no, let's, do you want to split this? No. No, I want to go home. Thank you. Welcome to my life. <laughs> I tried the whole, oh, you know, they don't have coffee or tea here anymore. They don't allow it. <laughs> Didn't want to make sure none of that was you, happening. That yes. <laughs> Two and a half hours for dinner. What am I, look, what am I doing, guys? What am I doing? You're living life. That's yes. not living life. That's li- that's living hell is what that is. Mm. And then you were probably so hopped up on being angry that you couldn't fall asleep right away. Yeah. Oh, I was furious. Yeah. Tapping his finger on the bed. How <laughs> many people total? Uh, just four. It was um, only four. Donna, me, and, a, and another couple. Hmm. Who are, by the way, delightful people. Sure. Nothing, nothing wrong with them. They're fine. Well, yep. they're night owls. Apparently. Yeah. They must be. Yeah. yeah. Well, they had a babysitter. Their their date night is Thursday night. That's the one night they go out. So I don't think oh. they were in any hurry to get no, home. No, they're going big. Yeah. That was your bad right there. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, that's the only night they can do it because that's the only night they have a babysitter. So I think they're so start. The, you need to start it at like 4.30. Get your right. babysitter there earlier. Right. Thank you. Okay. Thank Good. you. Not that there'll be a next time, but if there right. is, yeah, we're starting at 4.30. When you walked outside at 9.30, was it bright out already? <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like it. Yeah, I feel I mean, like squinting. Ugh. Yeah, it was a, That's it was a long night. When you, you come out and the sun's up. Yeah. It was a nine thirty PM. Um, I may or may not have plans tonight. I am very seriously thinking about taking in the New Orleans uh, Baby Cakes. They're playing tonight. Uh, that's the, uh, the minor league uh, team here in New Orleans. They're playing the Round Rock Express. And, you know, I've been obsessed in recent years with the minor league teams. Um, are you aware there's the Amarillo Sod Poodles? I was not aware of that. <laughs> the Amarillo Sod Poodles, you guys. This is one of the uh, newer teams. They are the AA affiliate of the San Diego uh, Padres. Any idea what a Sod Poodle is? Never heard of it. It's a minor league baseball team. It is? Yeah, that's it. It is, the, uh, it is a slang for a prairie dog. Oh, gross. Which I didn't know. Their first game oh, was last night. Oh, prairie dogs are... Okay, sorry. What? I was just thinking about when you prairie dog it. No, no, no. So. These are the actual animal. Very dogs, different. Yeah. That would make for a really cool logo, though. Right? <laughs> that game I would go to. <laughs> they, uh, it's just peeking out of their beeholes. <laughs> <laughs> they opened their season last night about against the uh, Corpus Christi Hooks. There is the uh, Biloxi Shuckers, mm-hmm. who are a double-A affiliate of the Milwaukee Brewers. They were formerly the Huntsville Stars, and now they're the Shuckers. Yeah, we which know is they're a, Not that kind of Shucker. Oh. It's nope. a nod to the okay. city's Very seafood different. heritage. Oh, not right. a nod to well. Dane Cook's weird stand-up bit. <laughs> oh, I don't know that one. Oh, well, it's a, nod, a to, bit. It's a nod to seafood heritage as well. Sure. Okay, Jeez. I'm not interested. Let's just take it that way. Um, Allie, I think we've discussed before that your favorite team is the Binghamton, uh, Binghamton New York Rumble Ponies. I love them. You love the Rumble I Ponies? I love the Rumble Ponies. That is a tribute to Binghamton, the so-called carousel capital of the world. Oh, wow. <laughs> which I did not realize was a thing. It's lovely. Uh, the Daytona Tortugas. Are a What's single that? A affiliate of the Cincinnati Reds, the Tortugas. You guys, any Did thoughts? Did you order that last night for dinner? I could have because a tortuga apparently is Spanish for turtle. Huh. Oh. Huh. <laughs> Do you want to name your sports team after a turtle? I mean, that uh, is I kind mean, of I, a prairie dog. Also, get <laughs> also am, a turtle at it. I am a man who went to the University of Maryland, home of the mighty Terrapins. So yes, I guess I'm I'm down with the fighting turtles. Uh, I'm gonna just the, I'm gonna just keep it a bean. <laughs> the Tortugas season opened last night when they took on the Florida Fire Frogs. Oh, the Fire Frogs, love it, you guys. Uh, and uh, one more, the Rocky Mountain Vibes. Is a team. Yeah, vibes. They are the rookie league yeah. affiliate of the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, do you think? Do you think that has anything to do with being in Colorado, being Absolutely. early on the pot? Yeah, for sure. 
like vibes in the Rocky Mountains. I'm smoking weed. I'm listening to maybe a fiddle. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone, everybody everybody maybe gets the... high on weed and then listens to a fiddle, right? <laughs> I don't know. I in college, we used to just sit around, smoke a joint, <laughs> listen to the fiddle. Uh, they're opening uh, this season against the Orem Owls, by the way. In case you're curious, the Vibes was a Name That Team um, uh, contest. Mm. They could have been the Colorado Springs Lamb Chops, the oh. Punchy Picas, the Throttle Jockeys, oh, or the or Rocky Mountain Oysters, which I'm surprised didn't win. <laughs> But they instead are the Rocky Mountain Vibes. Imagine the job of trying to come up with a mascot right. and a logo for a team called the Vibes. Yeah. By the way, that would be difficult. So anyway, there's your minor league update news. So if I make it to the <sighs> baby looking cakes forward tonight, to this. well, I mean, you gotta. It does make. I know you always say that baseball is boring. It if is. We're going to see the Rumble Ponies. That at least adds a level of delight to the uh, evening, right? But do they play baseball in that stadium? Yeah, of course they do. Okay. As long as the games are done by nine thirty, I'm okay. Sure. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? Jesus, what do you expect? A parade? We don't want to go late for Bean. Uh, R.J. Bell talks to us today about the college basketball championship going on this weekend and how you might be able to make some money. He did tell us, and I guess it's not a surprise because of how many games there are, but there's so much more money bet in Las Vegas on this tournament than there is on the Super Bowl. Yeah, crazy. Uh, Keep it 100 because it's Friday. We have Matt Walsh in studio. Yes. Oh, I love him so much. So good. Love him so much from Veep. Very excited about that. Uh, I don't know if you saw the parking standoff for six hours. I don't know if you saw that, but... Uh, I saw it on the news yesterday, and they said it was only an hour. Oh, I kept hearing six hours. I heard six hours from somebody on our show, too. Even an hour, by the Even way. Even an hour of two people, neither Just, of whom will give up a spot. Right. It's insane. It started, and it was light out, and then it, it was dark. I don't know the time in between, but I assumed it was much longer than one as well. Well, the time uh, the time code on the video seems to be around 6.30 to after 7.30. So I think maybe oh, it just happened right. as... You know, in that time of day where the sun, but it's still insane. Oh, it's, it's I, have, I have hot takes, as you know. You would so sit you there do. blocking okay. traffic, waiting for somebody else because two people arrive at a parking space at about the same time. At some mm. point, you give up and go, My time is worth more than this. I got feelings on it. Okay. You don't trust it? Nope. All right. <gasps> Conspiracy Jensen? Uh-uh. I've got a fast food report today. Yes. And we also have tickets for you for Coachella. For weekend one, three-day passes, K-Rock Party House passes, and TCL headphones as well. Coming up this morning, we'll take a break. We will come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Getting some love uh, on Twitter, by the way, for the beloved Anaheim single-A affiliate, the Trash Pandas, too, which we should give a shout-out to. Sure. One of the all-time great minor league baseball names, right? That's amazing. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. How did you? You didn't mention them in your report. Well, there's hundreds of minor league baseball teams. Trash pandas. That's That's, excellent. They also have a great logo. It's exactly what you think. It's like a panda, raccoon, right? Yeah, coming out of a dumpster. I love it. I don't think that's true. I don't think they have a version of it like that. They do, but he's not coming out of a dumpster. They have one. If he's not, he should be. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Allie is here with our first look at what's happening on a Friday. Day, first of all, and I need you to stop. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, City of Chicago had to wait seven days before filing a civil lawsuit against Jesse Smollett. Those seven days are up. They have filed a civil lawsuit against Smollett. What can they get in a civil lawsuit? Um, he could go to trial oh. for allegedly faking the attack. So they are well, also... If they have evidence that he faked the attack, yeah. why don't they charge him criminally? 
Well, I think that's going to... We haven't seen the last of this whole situation, I'm thinking. But they're demanding $130,000 for the cost of the investigation into the case. Right? (laughs) Been there, done that. (laughs) And Jesse's people told the city, no, we're not going to pay it. So they're like, well, we're just going to sue you civilly. So that's one thing. And then Taraji P. Henson was on The View yesterday, and they point blank asked her, will he be back on the show? And she said, yeah, he's doing well. I talk to him all the time. I haven't heard anything else. So Hmm. really? A lot of questions surrounding this story. Yeah, it's very sketchy. Yeah. I feel like the first step would be unsealing the case, right? And then once they unseal it, if there's anything that people are like, ah, hey, what? More outrage than the feds are like, hey, let us do this. Take care of things. Yeah, absolutely. Man, he's just the worst, isn't he? You're a tattoo guy, Jensen. I'm a tattoo head, yeah. Same with you, Uh, Bean. Me too, yeah. Soon soon to be, yes. Um, Does your wife, Danielle, have any tattoos? She had uh, some regrettable 90s ones that she had removed. Okay. Mm -hmm. Would you guys ever get matching tattoos as a couple? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend have just done that. They recently got tattoos to pay tribute to their family. Chrissy Teigen's reads, John, Luna, Miles. Luna and Miles are their two kids. And then John's reads, Chrissy, Luna, Miles. What if he didn't put her first name first? (laughs) It would have been funny. Yeah, it would have. He's like, Luna, Miles, bartender at my favorite bar, housekeeper, (laughs) Chrissy. That would be funny. If Um, you had asked me to guess which celebrity couple would have been more, most likely to get matching tattoos, it would have been John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. Yeah, for sure. Because of dedication or because of basicness? Like, no, no, because they are just, they're just hopelessly publicly in love all the time. Yes, they seem to rule. Yeah. yeah. You know who's not going to get matching tattoos? Jeff and Mackenzie Bezos. They have finalized their divorce in a settlement that makes her the third richest woman in the world. She has retained voting control over the nearly $20 million in shares of stocks for the Amazon company that she's keeping. Um, her piece is worth about uh, $35 billion dollars. I'm sorry, you you said billion with a B. Her cut is 35 billion dollars. And this this is all without fighting him in the divorce like with the cheating scandal that type of thing. This is yeah. just them doing it without a prenup. Hey, let's go to our lawyers. Let's figure this out. I was surprised how much she gave up. Yes. Honestly. Yes. I mean, she still I mean, she has I'm 35 sorry, how much billion. she gave up? She has 35 yeah. billion dollars. He's she... keeping 75% of the stocks. Yeah, He's he... keeping the Washington Post. Yeah. He's keeping his company, Space Company Blue Origin. They haven't said how they split up their um property holdings, but she's only keeping a small percentage of Amazon stock, which is kind of crazy. I'd just like to say that she's getting thirty-five billion yes, dollars. Absolutely. absolutely. She doesn't need she don't she doesn't need more than one billion dollars. Ta- she has thirty-five of them. Yeah, after, after taxes, taxes yeah. Yeah. I think about that. Uh, Especially this year, for God's yeah, sake. Yeah. I know that's the argument, and believe me, it has driven me crazy, too, in certain situations. But the other side, to be fair, is she's been with him for over 25 years. Yeah, when they he, had nothing. When they had nothing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you could make the argument that he doesn't get to... He Maybe he goes on and, and does Amazon without her, but maybe it helped a lot having... A, a late a woman at home to look after the, his four children while he was doing it, or yeah. even just to talk to her about stuff. Yeah. I mean, maybe she was involved in decision making for the company and yeah. all sorts of stuff. Yeah, you say she's she's getting thirty five billion. That's insane. 
imagine how much he kept. Yeah. So. Also, she joined Twitter. Did she? Mm-hmm. She did. Yeah. Just, just to make the announcement about the dissolution. Yeah. Yeah. How many dudes trying to slide into those DMs? <laughs> I, <laughs> right? I know I did. <laughs> right? Amen. She's a uh, attractive lady, too. She is, absolutely. And more so yesterday than she was the day before. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, so it, it sucked to be Martha Stewart yesterday. She was doing a, a book signing, and she had to um, leave the premises abruptly. Well, that happens when a anti-fur... Di- well, no. Oh, that was diarrhea. No, not that bad. An anti-fur protester crashed the New York City event mm. for her book, holding up a sign and chanting that the television personality has blood on her hands. So she left, and it's unclear as to why they would target her, because she has worn fur in the past, but... PETA has praised her for speaking out against the industry. She even recorded a video for the group in 2005. And then she won a Compassionate Collaboration Award from the group in 2018 for her vegan shoe line. Maybe that dude's just not paying attention. Right? He's like, I don't have Google. And I saw you in a fur coat in 1998. And PETA's like, hey, dude, dude, she's good. She's on our side. She's good. She's one of us. He let his subscription to Martha Stewart Living expire, apparently. Mm. Oh, that could be it. Yeah. But she did return to the signing in full mink. <laughs> she left and then had that would be amazing. heads on yeah. it and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. My mom, she uh, she got me a hand-me-down from a deceased relative. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, because like minks were like expensive and like all those things were like signs of wealth at some point. Mm-hmm. Sure. And one of them that she got is like a scarf. Oh, with the floppy head on one side? And like oh. you hold it up and you like see the eyes and yes. everything. I don't want to see the eyes yes. of the clothes I'm wearing. But can you imagine that being like a status symbol back in like the 20s? Like, I got the heads on them. I always thought it was just something you saw in cartoons. Yeah. I didn't because think it's it, ridiculous. Absolutely. Right. And then I saw it in the wild in real life and I was like, oh, yeah. that's real. People are wearing an animal head just flopping around. Yeah, you might as well have like a Dalmatian. You know what I mean? Or like a yeah. Like a, right. like a sweet animal. I can't believe that's a thing. And I have really mixed feelings because I've, you know, obviously I'm way, way anti-fur as many of us are now. And um, there's no excuse because uh, because fake fur is indistinguishable completely from real fur now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no animal that they have not been able to recreate the fur. So there's literally no reason to kill an animal for a coat anymore. But I do have... What about I the am, eyes? You need the head and the eyes. <laughs> yeah. but, I, but I am uh, confused because what to do with the millions of furs from the past. I mean, those animals are long, long dead. If you have a fur from 1960... Bean has a fur, you guys. Is it, Bean is, it, is walking around like yeah. a pimp. Is it okay? Hearing. Is it okay to wear it if you have a fur from 1960? Full length fur. I don't know, Dolomite. Is it okay? Great <laughs> <laughs> reference that eight people got, but great reference. <laughs> I mean, you could have gone with Shaft. <laughs> somebody would have known it. Was it a deep? Dolomite. <laughs> Answer the man's question, right? Dean. What, what does yours look like? Is it head to, like to the ground? Of course. Of course it is. Yes. It's full on pimping. Full on. Uh-huh. Full on pimping. Yep. Love it. I got a Cadillac and I got a big hat. Nice. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> well, I'm glad I did the Martha Stewart Same. story. Excellent. We would find out a lot during these segments, Bean, about you. <laughs> if anyone had Dolomite and Kevin and Bean bingo today, they were so happy. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> All right, you guys, a lot of birthdays today. We've got Colin Powell, Haley Atwell, Mitch Pileggi. Right? Sure. X-Files. Sons of Anarchy. I mean, come on. Right? Yep. Who's with me? 
Lily I'm James. Wrong with you. Okay. Paula Cole. Pharrell Williams. Sterling K. Brown. Oh. Love. Can we take a minute and just really think about what a wonderful man he is? He's a darling. Thank you. And Charlotte Flair from the WWE, and that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Time for the Fast Food Report. Hit it, Steve. KROQ 106.7 FM through the magical wonderment of radio airwaves brings you the Fast Food Report. With your dude with the lowdown on chain restaurant food, Jensen Carp. Pooped my pants. He'll get his hands dirty with grease and face covered in cheese. He's your direct line to delicacies and calories. He's Jensen Carp. Take it away, gumshoe. Ah, thanks, Omar. Uh, (laughs) The star of the QSR is back. I have some things that I'm going to give you new to the fast food scene. You guys tell me if you will eat it or beat it. It's astonishing how many new things are proposed and introduced Every month. I honestly Agreed. usually have so many I don't use some. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> it, it is quite an industry. Uh, with the recent announcement that Shaquille O'Neal will be the face of Papa John's, Domino's knew they had to step it up. Sure, they could have hired Christian Leitner or former Denver Nugget LaFonso Ellis, but instead they've introduced the hot dog pizza. The oh. hot dog pizza. Testing currently in France is limited edition. Not only does the pizza have uh, pieces of hot dogs as toppings alongside sausage, but it also has full hot dogs stuffed into the crust. That's a lot of hot dogs. Like a bun. Like it's a bun inside the crust is a full hot dog all the way around. And we're supposed to guess which of these items is fake? No. No, no, no. no. They're all real. No, they're all real. (laughs) This one too? Yes. It might be a bit of a health risk, but that's not what I'm asking about. I'm asking hot dog pizza, eat it or beat it. We'll start with Allie. Ah, no, sir. Beat it. I'm going to go with a strong yes. Eat it. I mean, that's the proof that he'll say yes to everything. Uh, Bean? Uh, hell's no. Beat it. All right. That that I could have maybe predicted. I But I also think that that is so heavy. Yeah. Sausage yeah, and hot dog on top, then hot dog inside. Yeah, it's a that's, lot of hot dog. Oof. Please don't uh, isolate this, but that's a lot of meat. Well, yeah, we're not going to isolate that. that. Definitely yeah. not. Can you do it while I'm talking about the second? <laughs> uh, now let's travel to India where the McDonald's there offers the McSpicy Paneer. Mm. Since they're the only country that doesn't offer the signature Big Mac at McDonald's, which okay. is crazy, they decided to take two years to develop a paneer filet that was firm enough to be deep fried, yet creamy enough to sink your teeth into. If you don't know, paneer is... I don't know what it is. Well, it's a fresh, uh, a fresh cheese made by curdling heated milk with lemon juice, vinegar, or any other food acids. It's so popular in India at McDonald's that they use over 120 tons of paneer a month. Oh, It's wow. served on a bun with creamy sauce and lettuce. And so I ask, are you here or do you steer clear of the paneer? Eat it or beat it. We'll start with Kevin. Beat it. Beat it. Wow, that's a first. Uh, that seems racist. <laughs> Allie, eat it or beat it. Honestly, it would make me so sick because I'm allergic to cheese, but mm-hmm. I got to try that. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Eat yeah. Eat it and end up on the toilet very yeah. fast. Bean, right. eat it or beat it. Um, do they not serve Big Macs in India because they don't eat cows? Because they're I revered there? I believe that that's it. We yes. don't need backstory, dude. Eat it or I'm beat just, it. I was just curious about that. That sounds very uh, interesting to me, intriguing to me. I would absolutely eat it. Eat it. I think I would, too, for the record. Mm-hmm. Spicy paneer. And it's so yeah. popular there when in Rome, you know? Are we right. dedicating any amount of time to eating it? Like, if I say I eat it, do I have to eat it for 
A year or two, or can I? <laughs> no, you don't have a trial. It's so one, I'm just saying. It's one sitting. Okay, good. All yeah, right. once you're not. Gotcha. This, this isn't a torture. I'm just checking. But you do have to finish it, Kevin. If you order it, you do have to eat the whole thing. Okay. W- one day right. I will do eat it or beat it for the rest of your life. Okay. Uh, the only right. thing wow. you're allowed to eat. Wow. Uh, Taco Bell is known for basically making up hundreds of different items with just the same seven ingredients. Well, to change it up, say hello to the churro donut. Being tested in Kansas City currently for just $1. Keep that in mind when Mm. making your decision. Mm. This is a donut-shaped churro, deep-fried until crispy and dusted with cinnamon sugar. Back in 2012, the chain did offer a churro, but never as a donut, and that's the circled magic here. They will test it through the end of April, then hopefully nationwide. So I ask you, when it comes to the churro, comerle or lagarte? (laughs) Allie? Comerle. Comerlo. Wow. Low, low, low. 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 I'm going with Comerlo as well. I'm happy I have Omar to do these. <laughs> Bean. Uh, I'm way Comerlo. Sounds delicious. Can I play Lagarde just to mm-hmm. hear Please. Lagarde. Oh. <laughs> now I wish you would have answered that way. Uh, it's almost Easter, which means for many the return of Jesus, but for the fast food report, it means some seasonal menu items are now in rotation, okay. and none will be as limited as the Dunkin' Donuts. You tell me, do you know what peeps are? Sure. Yeah, it's a little Easter treat, yeah. Yeah, a little Easter marshmallow treat. Well, they'll be introducing both the Peeps marshmallow-flavored coffee and donuts topped with the neon color Peeps chick. Uh, coffee mm-hmm. tasting like peeps. I heard yeah. Both limited, according to DunkinDonuts.com, just in time for your egg hunt. So I ask, a little combo here. Peeps coffee and peeps donuts. Drink it or sink it and eat it or beat it. Wow. Yep, uh, we'll start with Allie. Uh, first of all, every single Easter, I get an Easter basket sent to me, which includes all sorts of peeps. Mm-hmm. They're kind of my favorite thing. Okay. I am not only going to drink it. Yes. I'm going to eat it. All right. Then I'm going to drink it again. Okay. And then eat it again. Okay. And then I'm going to make it so they can't sell them because I bought all of them. Drink it. That's a strong endorsement. I can't wait. Uh, and then, uh, right. And then, uh-huh. yeah, it's tough to keep track of that. And then, yeah. and then Love God damn it. Uh, okay, Kevin, eat it, beat it, drink it, sink it. Well, actually, it's um, drink it, sink it, eat it, beat it. Coffee first. Drink it. Drink it. Eat it. Wow. This is a run. Wow. This is a run. Bean. I am very surprised to hear both Kevin and Allie on board with Peeps because oh God, online, Peeps have the terrible reputation like Neko's do, like free, Fruitcake does. Like our There's, beloved candy corn, even. Yes. Yeah, There's mm, so much no, hate don't. for Peeps online. Not I, even there a little is, bit. Absolutely. No, and I think Peeps insane. are awesome as well, and I plan to A, drink it. Drink it. And then I plan to B, eat it. Which is technically beat it, but I understand. I am constantly featuring the creative minds over at Sonic, always on their toes, thinking of new things that they've just outdone themselves this time. At the end of April, they'll be introducing Red Bull slushies. If you're looking for that little caffeine and also the slurpy consistency, then look no further. This will mark the first time ever that Red Bull is offered at any nationwide fast food chain. And for those who don't love the natural taste of Red Bull, they'll have cherry limeade Red Bull slush. The slushies will range in price from $2.99 to $4.99, depending on the size. And the largest size will have an entire can of Red Bull in it. So I ask you, are you looking forward to having caffeine and sugar and then bouncing off the walls for hours? Drink it or sink it. We'll start with Kevin. Drink it. Big Red Bull guy. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Can I add my own uh, vodka? I knew yes. it was coming. You I'm can, just asking. Yeah. Yes. All, right. All you got to do is walk over to the CVS. Okay. Allie? Uh, I am not going to do that. Okay. You are going to sink it. it. Sink it. Mm. All right. <laughs> Whatever that. it is. Bean? I think I'm a pass as well, Jensen. Wow. Sink it. Well, that was the Fast Food Report.
Signing off for Carol Q 106.7 FM. That was the Fast Food Report with Jensen Carp. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Guys, um, this is one of the strangest parking standoffs I've ever seen. Fortunately, uh, social media was there to capture it. A woman was uh, in her apartment, and she looked out, and she saw two cars that neither one of which was willing to move because of a dispute between the drivers over who got the parking space, the one and only parking space on the street. Here's the report from, I believe, Channel 9. Yes, the game of chicken for the prime spot went on for about an hour and a half. CBS 2's Greg Mills is live in Koreatown with the unusual conclusion of this parking battle. Greg, that's, yes, unusual. <laughs> <laughs> Unusual is one word, yeah, you could use, Pat. There are other words I'm sure you can use, too. The woman was in this apartment building, and she shot this thing for an hour and a half and shared it with the world, parking very difficult in this area of Koreatown, and there were two cars right over there who wanted the same spot. What, uh, how long do you have in your day where you're going to sit there for an hour and a half and not think budge? Is, the only thing I can think is, the. here's what happened, for folks who haven't seen the video. There was an open space. One. A black car comes along and pulls past the open space so that he can parallel park into the space. Mm-hmm. So the old Turner, you know, back in. The sure. old easy sure. parallel move. Yeah. Sure. Right. Before he's able to do that, though, a silver car comes up and blocks his access, feeling that he was already, I assume, I'm putting myself in the head of the driver, uh, feeling that, oh, that black car went past the space. It's my space. And I don't know if the silver car thought he had a way of going in forward or not, but neither driver would budge. We've all been in this dance. Yes. This is a very common dance. Yeah. And to answer your question, Kevin, yes, an hour and a half is insane. But I know what was going on in the heads of both drivers, which is I live here. I don't want to have to park four blocks away. This is my only shot to get a decent parking space for the night. Sure. Sure. Can't find parking any time of the day or night. He said he sees double parking, parking in red zones all the time. By the way, they're just interviewing a guy that lives in the area. Yeah, not, not one of the not two. Not one of the two people, <laughs> no. He and everyone else told us demand far exceeds supply here in Koreatown. I mean, I got rid of my car for the sole reason of it. Thanks to pics and videos from Mariah Flores' window here at 5th and Catalina, the world was able to witness via Twitter parallel parking and patients taken to absurd levels. Yeah, just kind of a silly situation. Look at this. Drivers in the black car and the silver car vying for the same parking spot, and neither one will budge. Flores noticed that around 6.20 p.m. and started posting tweets soon after. 6.40 is still here, but now they have turned on their flashers. Oh, they stay just like this for more than an hour. Now, uh, Jensen. Yeah. 
your thoughts on this and why you don't necessarily trust it. I am absolutely shaking my damn head. Uh, I don't think. Are you Johnny is, Hot Take here? I, I, I will. I listen. Hot Take Jones is back. This is a <laughs> fake set up viral tweet. You think really? so? Really? Because I, with all three of them, a couple. Yes. Okay. There's a couple reasons. One, couple. They never speak to each other at all. That's Mm-mm. that's my question. Is that that's an? We're already an hour in. They're in the same position, and no one has gotten out to say, "Hey, can I?" You throw- don't have to. You don't have to move your car just to get out. Let me keep it going. Okay. No honking. Mm-hmm. Correct. Except from the except from the drivers whose who access is being you know, blocked yeah. because they're in the lane. Yeah. Exactly. But no, no honking, honking from, our, is from our two participants. Yeah. Then, which I guess maybe we'll get to in the news report. I'm not sure. But a, a car, a spot does open yes, up across. It's, the street. it's in the news report. Yeah. They don't even go for that one. This is this seems and mm. also also this is so viral that they're getting interviews with people around the neighborhood. No one has come forth to be one of the two cars. Well, I, I did notice that they haven't interviewed either of the drivers, just people in the neighborhood and the woman who shot the video. And then when it ends, it's even weirder that they just walk separate ways. Yeah. That's so Without odd. having words with each other. Nothing. So Look, we're I th- disappointed that there's not a fight. That's what we're saying. But even if I'm even saying on the scale of one to ten, ten being, you know, chair shot to the head, <laughs> even if there was just one sort of like yelly moment. Right. It's nothing. It's like the most chill hang flipping somebody off. Yeah. I think it's real, and I think both of these people are are damaged. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> I don't think they can behave. They I don't think they behave like regular humans do. They do not. Let's go back to the news. These two drivers were patient, but others weren't. Hey, we just got video of a guy honking at them. Uh, at them, yes. Let's put it on. Vince yep. Scully would have been proud of her play-by-play account, which was going viral. Take it easy. She asked people to choose: Team Silver Car or Team Black Car. Chrissy Teigen was a Black team car. black car, of course. Black yeah, anybody who's a good driver is team black car. <laughs> She's in on it. She's funny. She, like, gets it. Mm-mm. It was turning dark, and neither car had budged. Approaching our one-hour mark, and then we did make the one-hour mark. There's the celebration. Yeah. That's when Andrew McRae came out to move his car, creating space for both cars to park. I was glad that I could uh, resolve that issue, I guess. Andrew's is, in on is it, he too. An, oh, he's yeah. in on it, too? No, 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 this is a full team. I, I'm not, it's a put, lot of people not putting in it on past it. the FBI, either. But I'm saying for sure Andrew's in on it, yeah. Finally. All Andrew did was come out and move his car, though. Why do you think he's in on it? Because that, that, it well, everybody it has to be in on it, right? This, yeah, the end is set up now. So yeah. That's why they're not getting angry, because they know the end is coming. Yeah. I don't know, but I might but, be... But to what end? Like, who benefits from this? This is what you have to ask about the moon landing and everything else. Who benefits from <laughs> yes. it being fake? The same I knew as we the were going to get to the moon landing in this. Uh, I I think that this gets... It's just a funny gag that now has got out of hand, and, and now they're on the news, and Kevin and Bean, and et cetera, et cetera. And uh, internet fame, B. Yeah. Uh, that, also just stupidity. Like, it's just a funny thing to do. Finally, about an hour and 40 minutes after this face-off started, Flores posted, Silver takes the gold. As that driver opens the door and climbs out. And get this, both the people you heard from in our story said there was parking available. Other places down in the street, either car could have gone to those. When it was all over, they stayed in their cars For for a while before even getting out of the car. As soon as you both can park in that same spot, because another car moves, yeah. so now there's two spots, you park, you say something to the guy. Oh, obviously. And Absolutely. Also, also, you've been waiting an hour and a half for yeah. a parking spot. I'm getting to wherever I was going as soon as possible. Like, I, I have no more time to kill. I don't know. It's it's 
it's I a just, bit questionable. I think I'm swinging over to the side of it's, it's false. I think it's real, but I will tell but you But don't that people in that situation lose their temper at some point in that hour and a half and, it, and interact with yes. each other in some way? Or when and it's I, over. And yeah. I think 90 out of 100 people, one or two minutes in, would get out of the car, walk up to the yeah. other car's right. window and say, look. I'm trying to parallel park into this space. I got here first. Yeah. Please move along. Yeah. But we're all Team Black Car, right? Of course. Absolutely, Absolutely Team Black Car. Yeah. Don't be ridiculous. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. None of us want to imagine our parents at a time when they were young and dating and possibly banging. <laughs> That's <laughs> wow, not the, wow, that went south quick. <laughs> it's, not the, it's not the parents. We, we, want, we want to believe that our parents have always been old, mm-hmm. and the last time they had sex is when we were conceived. Yeah. Jensen, you have actual video of oh, your mom. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wow. Hold, nope. You could have worded it different. <laughs> wow. A whole bunch of things you could have done. That was on purpose. You have actual video of your mom on the prowl. Take it easy. Dating game yeah. on television, choosing between Bachelor number one, Bachelor number two, and Bachelor number three on the other side of the stage that she can't see. That's correct. How, how did, have you known about this your whole life, or is this a recent find? No, I've known about this my whole life. In the mid to late 60s, my mom appeared on the dating game in what was called a celebrity episode. 1966, this episode aired. Yeah, so basically they would do black and white episodes and then for special episodes it were co- in color. Is that right? That was the special part of it? Yes. And this was <laughs> the this was the Christmas, New Year's holiday episode where my mom chose between three celebrities at the time. She oh, was I the see. bachelorette. Oh, wow. So when I was a kid in the I was watching He-Man cartoons and while I'm watching them someone calls the house and is screaming, "Yeah, Channel 5, Channel 5." And my mom puts it on and her rerun no was way. rerunning like 20 years later and so we taped it. And so that was the only way we would have ever gotten it again is if it showed up on... Wow. Uh, on and so we've had this tape forever. It's a cute thing. And then recently, within the past month, it showed up on YouTube. Explain huh. to people what the game was if they don't know that you can't see the three guys. Yeah, so you ask questions. Yeah, so a, a, a bachelor or a bachelorette comes out. There's a wall in the middle. And past that wall are three people that you could go on a date with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear their voice. You hear their answer to questions. And then at the end, you pick completely blind between the three people. Um, here's the uh, open of the program before Jensen's uh, lovely mom, Haroldine, comes out. From the Chuck Barris stages in Hollywood, California, it's The Dating Game. Here's the star of the show, your host, Jim Lang. And here they are. By the way, not the star of the show, star of the show, Jensen's mom. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> years later, yes. So they bring out the three uh, the three bachelors. Uh, all three are child stars, two whose names are lost to history. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is Jerry Mathers, who is the freaking beaver on Leave it to Beaver. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. He, and at this point in 1966, he's all he's pretty well known. Yeah, he's because very the show ha- the show has been on and in reruns for ten years at that point, right? Yeah. And he's kind of cute. Then. And he's ki- yeah, he's kind yeah. of adorable, right? Yeah. All right, so here you'll hear Jensen's actual mom, Haroldine, in 1966. These are the kinds of lame questions that she asked the bachelors to decide, sight unseen, which one she was going to date. And this is actually a question for Jerry Mathers. Number two, give me an indication of what your heartbeat is going to sound like the first time I kiss you. Well. I imagine you're pretty groovy, so it'll probably be pretty loud. It'll probably go boom, boom. <laughs> Number three, can you beat that? Uh, thump, 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 thump. <laughs> 
supposed to decide who to date based on what their right? heartbeat sound effects are going to be. What they think their heartbeat sound effects are going to be like when she kisses them later. Also, right. we, we, I mean, we should address the problematic issue here. Okay. Mm-hmm. My mom, well, these men on the show are in their early 20s. Okay. Yes. The this, Beeb was 22 at the time. This is a different era. Okay. Mm-hmm. My mom, at this time, was 15 years old. Oh. Oh, so, God. Did they let her How did they let her the on dating the show? dating show? I don't understand <laughs> that question. I, I don't know. 15? Yeah, and they never addressed it or anything. They now, don't... the dating game ends with a date. Yes, no? Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. it ends and with a date. Wait until you find out oh, where this date no. is. Yeah. All right. Um, Chip, would it be, difficult, would it be uh, difficult for you to skip the next clip and go to the, thir- the fourth one, please? Yeah, give me a second. So, yeah, so, she's, so she asks a series of ridiculous questions, none of which are going to give you any insight into what the guy is. I guess unless you're looking for just a sense of humor or something like mm-hmm. that. They don't give you a lot to go on, is yeah. what I'm saying. Did you, you notice, don't... did you notice they bleeped her? What did they bleep her for? She said, oh, God. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Said, and then they bleeped her saying, oh, God. Here's, uh, time is up. Now she has to choose. Okay, that's it. That's the signal, Haroldine. A fine game. You have exactly 60 seconds now to make up your mind. Which of our three mystery batches will be your choice for a big swinging New Year's Day? Meanwhile, let's listen to this message. <laughs> what the hell's going on? Is that direct- listening to the music? Is that directed by David Lynch? <laughs> <laughs> All right. He, uh, she has chosen Bachelor number two. She has no idea that it is TV star Jerry Mathers. Here's when she finds out. Welcome back to the dating game, our final show of 1966 nighttime, and you're going to make the final selection. Haroldine, which one will it be now? You thought about it? Analyze it. Will it be Bachelor number one, Bachelor number two, or Bachelor number three? Which one have you decided on? Bachelor number two. Yes! <laughs> two! Right. Awesome. So Jerry comes out from behind the wall. They meet. All right. Let me tell you something about the gentleman that you did choose. He, too, was a child star. And no matter what he does, even though he goes in for serious roles now and uh, is a fine actor, he'll always be remembered for his his starring role on the long-running series, Leave it to Beaver. Here is Beaver, Jerry Mathers! All right, so stop the tape. So you hear the crowds going wild because he's a little bit of a teen idol at this He's a point, big right? star, yeah. Right. Because he's Jerry Mathers. But okay. also, my mom said that she expected a small eight-year-old to come out. <laughs> she hadn't seen him since he was a that kid. That would have been better than this. Yeah. Okay, so Jensen made reference to the date. All right, he's 22 She's 15. Mm-hmm. I hope at a, I hope they, they have a chaperone and they're going out for milkshakes and a movie. That's, is what that's I hope. the dream. At yeah. lunchtime. Yeah. At lunchtime, right. right, so she can get home for homework, right? <laughs> Listen to what the date is in 1966. Harold now you're a little too young to be familiar with New Year's customs around the world, but the most famous and traditional sound of the coming of the New Year is the sound of bells. But the most famous bells of all, which ring out on New Year's Eve, are the bells you're hearing now recorded. Well, Haroldine, you and Jerry will be hearing the real thing on New Year's Eve. The two of you will be listening to the sound of the bells of Big Ben in London, England. (laughs) And that's how human trafficking started. (laughs) What is going on? How did your grandparents let her go to Europe with the bees? Okay, so so they went on a few dates here before they went to London just uh-huh. to make sure he wasn't like Creepo City. Okay. And then they the, the dating game gave them a chaperone so that they would be with this, you know, so there was always someone there. They gave I would them, think you would have to just legally to cover yourself. Yes, and they okay. had two different rooms, but my mom said immediately when they got there, the chaperone was like, gonna go shopping! It just <laughs> oh, took oh my off. God. And, and my mom was uh, super 
All right, let's word this right. My mom then said she felt like she, it was expected that maybe when you go to London, you would hook oh, up with the dude. she would put out. And, oh, and it no. Take care oh, no. of the beaver. And it, was, and it, oh. was, it wasn't a great date. Is Jerry Mathers your father? <laughs> that is really why we're doing this segment. Jerry, if you're out there, <laughs> what, what does your nose look like? <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Yesterday on the uh, program, uh, Allie, during What's Happening, brought up uh, American Horror Story, um, which was a very popular show. And I guess your story was what? One of the big, uh, one of the main stars was not coming back for the next yeah, season. Yeah, he's going right? to sit a season out. So yeah. that got us talking about the American Horror Story house that you live by. I live very near to the American Horror Story Apocalypse House. It's a very popular tourist attraction in the Garden District of New Orleans. And, and by very popular, I mean... You can't drive by there day or night without seeing at least 10 to 25 people out in front of it taking photographs. Wow. Everybody that comes to New Orleans, it seems like, wants to go see this house. I wanted to see the house. I didn't even see the show because I heard how great it was, <laughs> it was right? so good. <laughs> and then I was also thinking when the Drake In My Feelings video came out and he shot that in New Orleans, he did a bunch of it in one of the houses in the Garden District. And I went and found that house, too, because you just want to see in person the house that you've seen in the video or in the movies or on TV shows. And that's what we started talking about right at the end of yesterday's show. And Kevin, you were like, what the hell are you people talking about? No, I just don't have that in me. I don't. Mm-hmm care to see a house where a movie not? or TV show is set because it's not because it's the same thing isn't going to happen there because it's just a house. You don't it's, think the movie's going to happen behind no. you? No. <laughs> so when you go there you're going to go well there it is well, and I'm not interested in that. I'll tell I don't you, know why. I've never been there but I've read about the Christmas story house Sure. and those people have the in leg Ohio, lamp. They right? have the leg lamp in the window. It's now a museum where you can actually go and take a tour. Yeah. And yeah. same at the Goonies house for a while in Oregon. And I do, uh, you recall the house that uh, that they threw the pizza on sure, top of in sure. Breaking Bad? Mm-hmm. The poor family that lived there was like, please stop coming they, by my house and throwing pizzas on the roof. They couldn't get people to stop throwing pizza on the roof. Right. Yeah. So this is the topic we wanted to get into uh, with your help today at 1-800-520-1067. If you have ever visited a movie or TV or video location to take your picture in front of it, we want to hear what it was. And there are so many in Southern California. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, what's the high school that uh, Torrance High with uh, Beverly Hills 90210 and 10 Things I Hate About You? And Venice Ton- High was the exterior for Rydell High from Greece. Tons of people go to both of those places mm-hmm. to take their photos. Um, one very popular one right now is in Monrovia, and it's the house where everybody holed up in Bird Box. Yeah, I can't mm. believe this is like a popular tourist destination. It's the latest tourist attraction in Los Angeles County, and people are from all over the world are showing up in front of that house and standing on the steps with blindfolds on because it's bird. It's birdhouse. Yeah. Here's a here's a girl. Hey, look Abby. at me! I have a blindfold on, like that TV show. But you're standing in front of the actual right, house I, where it happened, Kevin. Right. I sorry. Party pooper, I guess. I don't understand this at all. You uh, you weren't a huge Brady Bunch fan like Ted Stryker and I. Okay. Were. I have been to the Brady Bunch house multiple times in Studio City. Mm-hmm. So has Ted Stryker. Mm-hmm. Because it rules. I like that you're using Stryker as the, right. oh, I'm normal. Mm-hmm. A little bit. <laughs> she bad. needs some cover. A little of bit. course. Yeah. But I mean, why wouldn't you want to go see the Brady Bunch house? Yeah. It's one of the most iconic houses in American history. I mean, because the Brady Bunch show didn't take place in that house. Well, it's the exterior. You're not going to go in. I just, I don't know. I don't get it. You're, Look, you're... I, you guys t- 
talk amongst yourselves. I'm fine. Just whatever you guys love, great. But I just don't have that in me. I, I, don't said, I said this yesterday, but when I was in New Orleans, I did go out of my way to find the real world house. And I, that's the only time I think I've taken a picture in front of a house. And I assume they don't get many visitors. No, I assume. <laughs> Is that a season people even remember, Jensen? They should. David, come on, be my baby tonight. Oh, that song was a jam. Yeah. So 1-800-520-1067. Before we go to your calls, Allie, any other places you've been to besides the Brady Bunch house and uh, and Rydell High? I think you know the answer to that. I uh, I once had my friends take me to the house that Allie from Karate Kid lived in. I mm-hmm. believe it was in Encino. It was somewhere in the valley. But it had the the stairs leading up to the front door um, so I could get out and run up the stairs and pretend I was Allie and that I'd just come back from my date with Danielson from Karate Kid. <laughs> Allie was talking about this for about 20 minutes yesterday after the meeting, and everybody just slowly left yeah. like, oh, I have like, a you guys, but really, place to go. With talk that, more about it. Where the people are. Yeah. Kevin, if you were in New York City, no, and you had the opportunity no. to go get your picture taken in front of the Ghostbusters Firehouse, the actual Ghostbusters Firehouse, outside where they, they worked have, out of. They have the sign outside. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a yes, right? No. I, Ghostbusters is your favorite movie ever. I don't. No, let's just let's. Have, you guys that enjoy it talk Would about. Would you want to see gonna... it? Would you want to see it? No photo. Uh, not really. Wow. I think maybe we stop trying to convince. You're Kevin right. That's to do what this. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying let's just take me out of it and let's enjoy <laughs> okay. everybody else. No, we need misery. I'm not Misery's trying to company. rain on your parade. I'm just saying I, I don't have that. You're uh, you're a bad man. Okay. Let's go to right. uh, line two, Cyprus. This is going to be Paul to get us started. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. Movie, TV, video locations you had to see in person to get a picture. Hey, Paul. Where was it for you, Paul? Uh, so I work around LA, all over the place, and I have to be in the area. And I went to the Toretto House from the Fast and the Furious movies, mm-hmm. and uh, I was everybody's excited as you'd think I'd be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having trouble reading your uh, your voice here. Is that a lot or is that not a lot? Seems like there's not a lot of excitement. It was a lot. Sorry, I'm I'm really tired. Okay, okay. It was, it was awesome. So then after that, did you spend a lot of time going? Look, this is the house from the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> I mean, I took pictures and then I sent pictures to everybody I knew, and they they got the reaction that I didn't expect. Like, they're like, all right, cool. Yeah. And I'm, okay. Right, you, you, I you got a lot of Kevins in your life. You need to start thinning your friends out. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the call. Go to sleep, please. Let's go to Whittier. Say hi to Linda. She's on line six. Up next on the Kevin and Bean Show, 1-800-520-1067. What's going on, Lind? What's up, party people? Hi there. Hello. Morning. Hey. Um, so in Whittier, um, the Disturbia house, the one with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. yeah. Um, and at that time, I was going to school to a little school right across the way. And so they had all the movie trailers. All of us were super excited. We were like, what's going on? And then later we found out that they were filming Disturbia off of Painter. So all of us went to, would go to see it. It was kind of like the big fuss. I feel like not too much really happens out in Whittier. So, but it was super awesome. It was really cool. Listen, that's the kind of obscurity I applaud. <laughs> the Disturbia house. <laughs> Uh, a movie that is barely remembered, but yep. you'll never forget it. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Let's try uh, line seven, please. Juan is in L.A. up next on the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, Juan. Good morning. How are you doing, party people? We are good. Excellent. Long-time listener. Thank first you. First-time caller. Thank you. What did you uh, where did you go? <clears throat> I actually got to see the Charm House, which also was used in, my, in, my, in our wedding as well, right there and over in uh, Angelina Heights. Are you huh. like a Charmed That's fan? Victorious. Did you pick that house because you love Charmed? I mean, I would hope yes, so. Yes, I did. Oh. 
that's a big charm uh, fair. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I actually lived by there, so I actually stopped by. I was there while they were filming, too. And I, I slept know. outside yeah. <laughs> the whole time. I, I didn't know there were... That now I'm squatting. Like, big Charmed fans. Yeah, Charmed Heads. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize Charmed Heads exist. Okay. Uh, All right, Juan, thank you for the call. Let's just do one more before the break. Jensen brought this up yesterday. Line one, please, Joseph Lamarado. This has to be one of the most visited houses in America, yeah. I would say. Joseph, welcome to the show. Good morning, party people. I'm fire beer mug already. Kind of done weird sound done. effects. What is happening on your end? Are you phone, having sorry. a haunting? What's oh, that was you oh, being? Oh, that was uh, Yeah, okay. I left my phone on because the vet is calling. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Sorry. <laughs> wow. All right, Joseph, where'd you go? Uh, we went to San Francisco Full House. Uh, full House. Uh, the one with the red doors. Yeah, it's a beautiful house. <laughs> yeah, very nice. The funny thing is, is we went up and down the street. We couldn't find it. And then my uh, seven-year-old son at the time is the one that pointed it out. He's like, that's the house, that's the house. So, no, it's not. They changed the door color to blue. So we were kind of lost for a second. And sure enough, there's other people coming up, taking pictures with it. And that's how we ended up finding out. Right, let me ask it you a question. The, uh, that house. Once you find out that that's the house, how long do you stay there and what do you do? Uh, we took a couple pictures. We're only there for about five minutes. Uh, yeah, that's about right. But, but if you're in San Francisco, you ought to get your picture taken in front of the full house house. Yeah. You did the right thing, sir. Thank you for the call. 1-800-520-1067. Locations you visited for the photo. We'll take your calls next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex (laughs) heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived Spring Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
Let's take one phone call. You visited a famous TV or movie house or area. Drea, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? We are good. Where'd you go? Good, good. Okay, so we went to, we were at a wedding for, in Denver, Colorado, and of course it was mandatory to go see the, the Stanley Hotel from The Shining. Oh, nice. absolutely mandatory. Did you, I mean, you I, stay I, I, there? Bet, I, mean, I bet thousands of people a year stay there just yeah. because the movie was filmed there. Yeah, and it was totally creepy. Um, there was, like, seriously, when you took pictures, you did see, like, the orbs and, like, mm. just, just eerie mm. being there. Mm. Okay. Mm. <laughs> All right. I what believe does it you. take okay. to impress I Kevin? You, mm. What, do you need to see the twins, She Kevin? sees orbs. <laughs> right? Do you need oh, to no. see blood coming out of the elevator? <laughs> Thank you for your call. We appreciate you listening. Dear Kevin and Bean, Allison writes in, Several years ago, my family and I went to Vancouver, and on the way, I made my husband take a detour to a small coastal town called White Rock. This is the city they filmed the TV show Psych in. It was a stand-in for Santa Barbara. My daughter and I posed in front of the window that was the guy's office on the TV show. I thought it was awesome. My husband thought we were lame. I love that they went several miles out of their way to take a photo in front of that that place. Yeah. Sounds like Kevin's with the husband. Then they have a picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were like, this is from that show that you and, don't watch. And they'll treasure it forever. Right, Mugs, before meant. we go back to the calls, where'd you go? I love this stuff. I'm a sucker for this. Um, not many people know that after they filmed some scenes of Scarface, uh, of course, in South Beach in Florida, Florida did not want them filming there anymore because of the premise of the movie. So they had to move it to L.A. And the scene where Al Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer are at the Porsche dealership and he buys a Porsche and then they go in the that big yellow Cadillac and start doing bumps. That's the Porsche dealership on Wilshire Boulevard, right down the street from here. Mm-hmm. And I, I I love it. Every time I go by it, I always think I'm in the movie. Also, that's good. Like, you do coke in front of it or what? Yeah, we oh. do bumps in the okay. in a yellow Cadillac. Cool. And then the Mon- Montana um, real estate building is uh, on Sunset Boulevard. And it's funny because you said you were going to keep this short. You did I, say that. I, I was short, but that I just it's if you ever want to go. And witness Scarface history. We'll go right after the show, Muggs. I'll Let's meet you go. there. Let's yeah. go do bumps. We're going to do a live, live, uh, live feed from there. I'll meet you there. Uh, Floor is on line five. She's in Los Angeles. She's going to take this up a level, by the way. This goes beyond just taking a photo out in front of a house. Hey, Floor. Hi. Good morning. How are you guys? We are good. Dean, I miss you. Uh, we're going to miss you a lot. Wow, she's pre-sad, um, you guys. Pre-sad, yep. <laughs> I appreciate I that. Pre-sad. Thank you. What? Uh, what's the TV or movie location you're calling in about? You guys, this is one of my dream come true because it's one of my favorite movies. I have one of my best friends. She lives in the Back to the Future house. She lives Whoa. in Marty McFly's house. She Whoa. lives in the house. Wow. So excited every time I go there. And the first time I asked her for her address, she literally just said, Google it. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is yeah. cool. Does she know she's it, your best friend? Yeah. A lot of people are best friends with the girl who lives in the Marty McFly house. <laughs> that's, that's pretty strong, yeah, though, Floor. She's a really good friend. I like to embarrass her about it all the time. Very so. nice. Very cool. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Thank uh, you, Floor. Jensen, would you, I know you were in the market for a home recently. Mm-hmm. Would you have paid extra? to live in a famous TV or movie house? Well, a few years ago, funny you bring that up, we had a friend who was looking into buying the Ferris Bueller house, uh, Cameron's house, the one mm-hmm. with the uh, oh. beautiful garage with the, the glass. glass. And everything. But yeah. that's really the only bad, good part of the house. 
Ah. It's all cool, but like yeah. clearly the poor, you know, the the setup of the house. Mm-hmm. But it was really expensive just because it was a, you know, it was obviously designed by someone great. But sure, it uh, it was from Ferris Bueller. It was more money, and we were like, you can't spend that just because. Matthew Broderick was there once? Yeah, right, exactly. Right. It's a good way to look at it. Uh, Claus is on line eight. He's up next on the Kevin Bean Show. He joins us from Upland. Hey, Claus. It's Klaus. 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 Oh, I apologize. Sorry about that. Where'd you visit? I visited the iconic house in Los Angeles, Six Feet Under. Oh, my that favorite show. Oh, I love that show. beautiful house. It is a great house. Yeah. It's a great show. Great and show. great house, too. Beautiful you know what? house. You know what, Klaus? I would take a picture in front of the Six Feet Under house. <laughs> Did you? Well, the thing about it, Jensen, it's back during the age of no selfies. So, oh. you know, it was, oh, you yeah, gotta go it was back. crazy. No. I was, like, looking around. I'm like, where's Nate? So I was yeah. kind of looking in the windows. Oh, no, that's a valid paper. response. Show <laughs> <laughs> that's been gone for a long time. <laughs> let's go to Stephanie, line two. By the way, I hate to break it to him, but Nate's no longer with us. Right. Uh, yeah. Let's go to Stephanie, L.A., line two. Hey, Steph, what's going on? Hi. Hi, guys. Hi there. Um, so when I was a kid in the late 70s, we went to Boulder, Colorado, and we saw the Mork and Mindy house. Oh, and, why was uh, the Mork and Mindy house in Colorado? I have no idea. It must have been oh, just no exterior, idea. yeah. All right. Um, and then last year, we were in Oregon, and we saw, from Twilight, we saw Bella's house, and then we saw the Cullen house. And those were uh, very close to Portland. All right. So you're just okay. on a Twilight tour. I would imagine there yeah. are lots of Twilight heads who have made that same journey, I would think, if you're still really, really into that show. Yep. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Let's go to... Um... Let's go to line three, can we? Sure. All right. Daniel in Woodland Hills. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. What's up, party people? Um, I like love living in Southern California because there's so many places that uh, there's filming locations around, especially in the Valley. I mean, you've got all the locations from Karate Kid that just have the 35th anniversary. My name is Daniel, so that movie speaks to me a lot. Like Mr. Miyagi's house in Woodland Hills, the schools in Woodland Hills, uh, his girlfriend's house is in Encino. The South uh, Seas the is still there. Is still up. Yeah, yeah exactly. This is Allie's um, dream right here. Leo Carrillo is where they did all of the beach scenes. Sure. Golf and stuff in Norwalk. Uh, right. I think you and Danielson need to write a book, like a guide to karate kid locations in Southern California. The All-Valley uh, Karate Championships was at CSUN. <laughs> right. There's so, many, there's so many good places. And then you also have, like, workaholic houses in Van Nuys. You've got the... Uh, the, the uh, I'm sorry, your phone is cutting out really Hills. badly. Oh, sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, it's not your I, fault. Like, not your fault, I think but it's thank you fault. very much for the call. And, I, and I'm so sad you, because I feel like there was a love connection being born on the air here between Allie and Daniel. Yeah, their dates are just them driving around looking for a Karate Kid location. <laughs> uh, my, favorite, my, favorite, my favorite tweet is from Stacy. Uh, she said, I live near the Mrs. Doubtfire house in San Francisco, and ever since Robin Williams died, people leave flowers there. It's crazy. He never lived there. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K-Rock K-R-O-Q. Listen, it's a pretty cool prize. A pair of sold-out three-day passes to Weekend One of Coachella, which is next weekend. Why are you being so defensive? We all know it's a cool prize. You also get exclusive access to the K-Rock uh, Coachella Party House. We're that sold, sounds man. great. Are you, sell- are you trying to sell us? We, and we love you it. get a set of TCL Bluetooth headphones. Phenomenal. What's but the downside? you have to <laughs> suffer through a game called Omaroki oh, no. to win those tickets. How dare you. So, Sorry. Oh, Maroki as a singer, Omar's really lame. So we wish you luck, 
because he sucks. If you guess, you win the game. My fear is that Omar has never heard any Same. of the songs that he attempts to sing for the listeners. Same. And uh, that's how it appears he's a, he's anyway. He's like a wedding DJ. <laughs> Should have heard every song. So here's the deal. Omar is going to be singing a song from one of the acts that's going to be playing next weekend at Coachella. It could be any of the bands, any of the artists, whether we play them or not, by the way, but they're all songs you probably know. All you have to do is identify the song by title and artist after hearing Omar sing it. You go into the drawing, somebody wins all the prizes that Kevin described. Who's up first, please? Jordan in Manhattan Beach. Good morning. Hey, how's it going? Good, thank you. Are you ready for Omar? Uh, as ready as I'll ever be. All right, good luck. If you want to destroy my sweater... Undone by either. Hey! Thank you for stopping him. How dare you? Oh, yes. my God, if they could all go like that, I'd be so happy. He gets extra points for stopping <laughs> right. Omar from singing or whatever it is he's doing. Jordan is already in the drawing. Who's up next? Ramon from Los Angeles. Good morning. Good morning, party people. All right, Ramon, the warning again is this is any of the acts playing Coachella next weekend, whether K-Rock plays them or not, but they're all big, big songs. Here's Omar. One taught me love. One taught me patience. And one taught me pain. Now I'm so amazing. Yes. Ariana Grande, what song? Thank you, next. Thank you, next. Yes. Right. Uh, two right, for two. Right right. Time. How oh. did he recognize that? Omar Cella, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to uh, Brian and Whittier. Good morning, Brian. Hey, good morning, guys. Sorry for what's about to happen to you. <laughs> Bailame como si fuera la última vez y enséñame un pasito que no sé. Un besito bien suavecito, baby. Taki, 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 rumba. Oh, jeez. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> How dare you, sir? I have no idea. That one was DJ Snake doing Taki Taki. Yeah. I mean, that one. That almost sounded like it. Almost. I mean, he did put the title in it, but that doesn't help you if you've never heard the song. All right. right, So, two out of three. That's okay. Who's next? Uh, Rick in Norwalk. Good morning. Hey, what's up, party people? Yeah, Rick. (laughs) (laughs) You ready, dude? Yeah, man. Go for it. Here we go. Good luck. I don't want your body. I don't want your body. (laughs) I. Don't want your body. I don't want your body. Come on, baby. This ain't the last time that I see your face. Uh, Come on, baby. You said you'll find someone to take my place. Title and artist that sounds nothing like what Omar's just saw. Yeah, I'm very much more sexy. Yes. What do you think, Rick? I think Omar's a pee hole. And uh, (laughs) is it... Stars, we don't want your body? Mm, no, I'm sorry. We were looking for somebody else by the 1975. I didn't understand no. that one either. Okay. I didn't understand it either. Let's go to uh, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Good, morning. Good morning, Chris. Good Let's morning. do this. All right. You ready? All right, here we go. She's an arsonist in her pastime, and I've been burned for the last time, 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 whoa. And I've been burned for the last time, 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 whoa. And I've been burned for the last burned time. Burned for the last time. Come on, okay. Chris. All right, we got it. Chris. Uh, that's how it's done, uh, Kevin. Right? Is that she's kerosene interrupters? Hey. Yes. Look at that. 
Omar, if you could just back up from the microphone just a little. Okay. Maybe it wouldn't distort and mm. destroy our listeners' ears. Was Chris whispering because he was embarrassed to be on the phone with probably. us? Or you think he was in a work situation? <laughs> no, he was probably embarrassed. All right. Well, we got Jordan, Ramon, and Chris all on the drawing. Let's see if we can add Ken to the list from Encino. Ken, you ready to play some Omaroki? Let's do it. Good luck. What do you want from me? What? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> start over. Start over. What do you <laughs> Ali, stop looking at me in your home? All right, here we go, here we go. <laughs> what do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why are you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Oh my god. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> Ken. All right, Ken, what do you got? Uh, I I got nothing. Uh, it actually was pretty good. Uh, that wasn't yes. bad. It wasn't bad, yeah. Yeah, that was Billie Eilish, uh, Barry a friend. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? <laughs> Thank you. I mean, she's no Omar. <laughs> no. Yeah, of course. Let's, let's not be do ridiculous. one more, only because I'm dying to hear Omar sing this next song. Okay, let's go to uh, Jan in Redondo Beach. Good morning, Jan. It's, it's Ian. Well, Ian. Good, morning. good morning, Ian. Good morning. Ian, can you move away from the ocean? <laughs> can you get your head into the car out of the window? <laughs> All right, you ready for some Omaroki? Okay. All right, you ready? All right, here we go. Okay, good luck. Contaré la historia de una famosa persona. Todos la conocen con la apodo de la chona. Todos la conocen con la apodo de la chona. Si su marido no se quede con ella. Dario va a los bailes y se compra una botella. Dario va a los bailes y se compra una botella. All right, so that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was what the thing. There, Ian slash Jan. That was sure. I got nothing. You got nothing. That apparently was Los Chicanos de Tijuana and the big smash hit La Chona. That's a jam. That's a bop. Omar's been doing a lot of weddings, apparently. Yeah. All right, uh, Chris, Ramon, and Jordan. Those are our three contestants, right? Yeah. Somebody is going to Coachella next. What? Hmm? The winner is Ramon. Ramon. He's coming right off. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to give the prizes, but okay. We can understand what you're saying, Ramon, but congratulations, enjoy the show, and thanks for playing the game. Oh, Maroki, that's our game, and how much fun we had. Now you know that I didn't lie when I told you he was pretty bad. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. Time now for What's Happening. Here's Allie. And this is the uh, special What's Happening that we do on Fridays where we talk about our That's My Jam playlist where every member of the Kevin and Bean show picks a song, might be something nobody's ever heard, might be something brand new, might be something that came up on one of our playlists that we're like, remember that song? That was wonderful. So we all pick a song. We put it on the playlist. You can follow along. Just click follow. It's our playlist at my jam. You can find us at Kevin and Bean, Instagram, Facebook. Getting a lot of very good feedback from listeners, by the way, who have taken the playlist on a plane or on a run or something like that or just, you know, doing housework or whatever and really enjoying it, which makes me feel good. I'm getting a lot of surprise, like, hey, that was a pretty good song. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't expecting that from you. Nice pick, Kevin. (laughs) Exactly. But you can follow along and you're going to have brand new music every single week from the members of the Kevin and Bean show. Kevin, you are up first with your pick. Mine is a rapper from Minnesota. Minnesota, 
who released a song that I wasn't aware of in late January this year. You may know him from his song Rockstar, um, but he released a song in January called Monster Under My Bed. And this is the song. Monster, monster under my bed. Come out and play cause I need a friend. You're so damn close that I feel your breath. You're the only one I have left. Feel you in my bones. Shiver on my spine. You're a master of disguise. You show up when no one's home. Are you really just a lie? I can feel you in my mind and my soul. But I love when you jump in and help me feel something. My blankets are the door. My bed is the coffin. And just as it closes and I go to lock it, I sing that lullaby you taught me. You want to shout out that artist's name? Oh, did I not say Call Me Charisma? No. No. Call Me Charisma is the name of the uh, rapper. Okay. I like it. Monster Under My Bed. Yes. I think I've told you guys before that I thought the Incredible Hulk lived under my bed. Mm-hmm. And his green, green arm would come out and try and grab me and take me under. So I would jump from the middle of my room into my bed. How old were you? Uh, 17, 18. <laughs> yeah. It was Stay weird. On target. Stay on target. Apologies. Apologies. <laughs> Bean, you're up next. Uh, I have a uh, kind of a sad that's my jam pick this week. This is an up-and-coming Liverpool indie rock band. They kind of do a lo-fi bedroom pop thing, they call them. The band was called Hers, H-E-R apostrophe S. They were really starting to make some inroads. They released their first album in August. They were on their second U.S. tour, and they were driving from Phoenix, Arizona, where they had played a show, to Southern California to do a show just a week ago in Santa Ana when some some a-hole was driving on the wrong side of the road on Interstate 10, mm-hmm. collided with their tour bus, and killed them all. Yeah. So the band Hers is no more, I'm sorry to say. And like I, like I mentioned, it's really sad because they were really starting to come on. People were really starting to take notice of them and like them a lot. So no more Hers, but they did leave behind some great music, an album, and a couple of EPs. And this song is called Harvey. They were just fun. They were yeah, really fun. It was real, real sad to hear because you think about all the all the K-Rock bands throughout the years who have made that same trip thousands of times. That's just what you do as a touring musician. It's just wrong place, wrong time. So real sad. Yeah, well, let's keep the good times rolling. Jensen, you're up next. <laughs> well, I selected Nipsey Hussle. Oh. Um, very sad. I didn't get the memo. Yeah, very sad I week. mean, I did Rankin Roger last week, so <laughs> all right. we're all doing very <laughs> sad things. Everyone knows the story, and there's been a huge focus on sort of his charitable work. Uh, but we should focus on just him being a great rapper. Uh, his album... Uh, Victory Lap was nominated for a Grammy last year, and he was a uh, top five West Coast active rapper, absolutely for sure. This song is Nipsey Hustle featuring YG, Last Time That I Checked. Hey, boss claims it gotta be fraud. Just keep the hood about your mouth and you gotta be charged. I doubled up, tripled up, what? Banged on the whole game, I ain't give a f. Nobody tripping, had no business, got my digits up. And when I drop, you know I'm about to flash time it up. Check, check, it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep last time that I checked. That was a good song. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Another uh, sad, sad thing. Yeah. You have a live person? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> as far as I know, I'm not going to lie to you. I had never heard this band before, 
And it came up as one of the recommendations for me, like music for you. And I'm like, oh, whatever. It's never music for me. <laughs> and I clicked on it and I was like, well, aren't you delightful little comets? So I looked them up. They're an English indie rock trio. Their fifth album is available for pre-order right now. I couldn't find a ton of info on them other than hmm. that they're kind of like this almost gorilla style band where they'll just run into a subway, start playing, run into bakery, start playing. They're, um, they just released a song called American tuna and I guess gorilla style video is what they just shot so they posted that but I'll tell you another reason why I picked it I was scrolling their Twitter and they said Fleabag is an incredible watch if you can spare the time and I'm like yes it is it's one of my favorite shows so little comments I enjoy you I love your sound this is a wonderful song called Alive It All You are a GD delight. <laughs> a lot right? of variety in the in the picks this week. Very Absolutely. Much. So, um, little comments. If um, you could just send me like a bio or anything, that would be <laughs> awesome. I could have done this a lot better, but you like Fleabag. That was enough for me. If you want to find our "That's My Jam" playlist, it's linked to all of our social media at Kevin and Bean on Twitter, on Facebook on Instagram. Just click that follow button. You're going to have about five and a half, maybe six hours of music on there for you to listen to. As Bean said, while you're um, on a plane or what was it? Cleaning your house. Mm -hmm. Jogging. 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 Yeah. Working out. Whatever. A lot of things. It fits for everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Doing it. Right. Getting in the mood. Nope. Which uh, are those songs? <laughs> that's a great point. A lot um, of dead artists this week, too. Yeah, Monster Under My Bed. I, you could bone to that for sure. <laughs> All right, listen, that's not the point. Let's talk about some birthdays. Colin Powell, Mitch Pelegi, Haley Atwell, Lily James, Paula Cole, Pharrell Williams, Sterling K. Brown, and from the WWE, Charlotte Flair. Woo! And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. First, though, let's make you some money, you guys. R.J. Bell is here. Hit it, Steve. Because he's R.J. Bell. 
RJ is, of course, not only the most handsome man in Las Vegas, he is the founder of Pregame.com, the exclusive odds provider for the Associated Press, and the co-host of the number one national sports betting radio show, Straight Out of Vegas with RJ Bell. RJ, what's Vegas been like with, I imagine, millions of people from around the world in town for all these basketball games? Yeah, and especially the first week. I mean, that first week, think about it. Thursday night or Thursday morning, it begins at 9 a.m. Pacific. Goes 12-plus hours. Yes, yeah, best. Now, listen, you guys remember your youth. Think back. If you were 25, 28, what do you do at that point? You try to go clubbing, a little bit of drinking. All right, now you sleep from what? Now, this is Thursday night now. You sleep from, uh, let's call it 1.30 to Please. like 6.15. 3 to 5. You, <laughs> get up, you get up and do it again, 12 more hours. Hey, it's Friday night. What are you going to do, go to bed? And, I mean, literally, it is like, I'm a huge Dylan fan. It's like the line in... And just like the Tom Thumb Blues, they're looking like a ghost on Sunday. People's walking around <laughs> zombie style come Sunday. Very topical. <laughs> I applaud the reference, by the way. Some, some, some things are historically transcendent. All right, honey. What has been your biggest surprise of the tournament so far? Did you, for instance, did you expect uh, Duke, the favorite, when we started this whole nonsense, to be in the Final Four? You know what? So I, I wonder if she would, if someone quoted the Bible, would you harass them also? Uh, Allie just likes to harass Allie. you. Yeah, in I like person. to harass you. Just in general. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. You, you know, Duke, at, at earlier this season, was the second biggest favorite of the decade, meaning at that point of the year, they were a big favorite that only one team in the prior decade had ever been that big of a favorite that time of the year. It was that Kentucky undefeated team that ended up not winning it either. So to have the second biggest favorite of the decade not even make the final four Mm -hmm. is a big surprise, no doubt about it. Zion is a phenomenon, though, and uh, at the NBA level, he'll be one of the 10 most interesting NBA players Day one. I would like to say, though, that no team got luckier than Duke. I mean, they should have been beaten maybe three times in this tournament. You're right. And here's the thing. It's more about, you know, I know you guys are NBA fans, the Lakers, the Clippers, is Golden State has changed basketball. The way that it's not only how many threes they shoot, but the way that they move the ball in offense and how important it is to shoot from the outside. Yeah, agreed. And Duke didn't have that. They, they Duke might have been the best team ever per the 1985 rules. Pre-three-point three shooting, I think this Duke team wins this tournament easy. Like, if you would redo this tournament with no three-pointers, I think Duke's the biggest favorite you're ever going to see. It's just they are like an old-school team, or at least yeah. they were, in a modern era that emphasizes threes. That's interesting. All right, so we got Michigan State versus Texas Tech and Virginia versus Auburn. Now, how do we want to play this? Because we not only want to advise the listeners so that they can make some money on it, but we also need to keep an eye on the Kevin and Bean office pool. So who are we all rooting for via the office pool for this weekend? Doesn't think, matter. I, listen, just for my just my sense on Twitter <laughs> is I think about 90% of the listeners are rooting for me. It's, just, I, it's, just, it's an unofficial, unscientific sense. Wow. And now, from what... What I understand, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I have Michigan State winning it all. Yeah, so, so if Michigan State wins the next two games, yes. you win the bracket. Okay, and then if Michigan State loses, 
then then, then justice is served. You win. Okay. <laughs> and I win. Okay, but then if Michigan State wins this weekend but loses in the final, it's striker wins. Striker wins. wins. Oh, okay. We can't have okay. that. It's A, B, or C. All right. And uh, as I say, this is kind of like a wrestling thing. Justice will be served. Okay. <laughs> Who's your team, uh, RJ? Who do you have to win it all? Uh, you yeah, know, who do you have? I can't make any more points because we actually have two of the final four teams. Um, but I had Duke in the finals against Kentucky. So I've, I'm leading right now, but I cannot get any more points. Oh, that, I that, see. That's I why gotcha. what we need is Michigan State to lose for justice to be served. <laughs> wow. A lot All of right. justice talk. How does, how does Michigan State stack up against Texas Tech? Unfortunately favored by uh, two, two and a half points. So a small favor. Here's the thing. The Final Four is unlike anything else. And you guys, and I say this sometimes with a wink, but I mean it genuinely, you guys have risen up through the ranks to the highest level of radio. Sure. Right? So, so think about <laughs> at different stages of your career, there was something new. You know, I know Adam Kroll is a friend of the show. Yep. We were, I'm on his podcast every week during football season, and we were talking once about he was introducing someone at a Kevin and Bean event, and it was like some huge deal to him. Like, we all have those times where it's like, this is another level you've never been at. Well, what happens? You get nervous, right? It's natural. Well, Final Four is unlike anything these players have ever played, these coaches have ever coached. Michigan State has Tom Izzo, who has, this is his eighth Final Four. The other three coaches, zero Final Fours amongst all three. Oh. So Izzo has a big advantage with experience, which I think matters a lot. And, Allie, you picked Michigan State because? Uh, I picked him at the very beginning to win it all because, A, I look great in green and white. Thank you. Um, and also because I love when I'm watching and Tom Izzo, I always say, H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo. And I'm like, get your damn hands up. And it's just a little, I don't know, it's a JC thing. And she might beat you. Okay. It's amazing. Yeah, that's that's why I didn't pick Michigan State. Oh, very right. weird. So Michigan State is favored, though, minus two and a half over Texas Tech, according to pregame.com, right? Yes, and that's the consensus line out there. And by the way, guys, this if you ever, and, and I say this sincerely, you know, there's all the stories about, and I hope Allie thinks this is topical enough, Springsteen <laughs> didn't, like, got turned down by, like, 27 record companies or whatever. Right. This, this beard, Coach Beard's his name, he literally five years ago was in his 40s, and he was coaching at a place called called San Angelo College, right, which is a little college in San Antonio. The idea that he had went from place to place to place, he had pl coached in like 10 or 12 different places. Imagine moving your family and your kids 10 or 12 times. Now you're moving towards 50 and you are at, let's say, a Division two level, making 70K a year. Hey, 70K is not a bad living, but, I mean, it means you haven't achieved your goal. Right. But still you're dreaming. And the idea that five years later he's the coach of the year, Beard, he's in the Final Four, and he's making over $3 million a year. It really is perseverance. It's a great story if you look into and it. And I'm sorry, who's he coaching? Uh, Texas Tech. Texas so Tech. Okay. That's the that's team amazing. that's going to beat Michigan State. <laughs> I got you. So okay. justice yeah. is served. I got you. I'm not, not going to lie, RJ. I saw a video that was floating around um, of them in a meeting, the coach and the team, and he surprised one of his players that's from Italy by flying his family in to see him play. Oh, that's pretty cool. And 
It brought me to tears, and I thought it was really beautiful. Forgot what that team was. It was Texas Tech, and now I'm mad. Now I'm very now mad, mad because this coach is a great man. All right. Let's move on to the other game. Virginia has been pretty dominant this tournament, is my feeling, and they are favored over Auburn for the other Saturday game. Remember, Virginia was the only number one seed ever to lose last year. They lost first time in the history of the tournament. And this year they were number one seed and were losing at halftime. But they've really come back since. Here's the catch-22 with Virginia. Virginia has a type. You know what it's like? You know those, and let's use musicians for an example. There's certain musicians. I would put the Eagles in here. Again, let's stay in the 70s. We don't want to sure. move forward too much. Is They're consistent. If they put out an album, it was going to not be bad, right? right? Right. Then you have other guys who you could say, or gals, that if they hit the highest high level, they were the best ever, but they could hit some lows, right? There's more range. Virginia is like one of those teams during the regular season that never had a bad game. They always tried hard. They were always disciplined. They were always prepared, right? But usually teams like that don't have a high ceiling. They don't have a next gear to go to. So historically, Virginia has underperformed in the postseason. They've overperformed during the regular season. But boy, oh boy, they're the last and only number one seed left. And they're favored by five and a half over Auburn. And oh, by the way, I have a conspiracy theory oh, oh, against Auburn. You want to hear right. this one? Yes. We're tight on the Quickly. clock, but if you can do it in like 30 seconds. Yeah. Right, here it is. The FBI, the feds, have a huge investigation against Auburn. It is a gigantic black eye against the NCAA. They made it so difficult for Auburn to make it here. They had to beat Kansas, North Carolina, and Kentucky. I don't think the NCAA wants Auburn to win, and I think anything they can do to hurt them on Saturday, they're going to do it because they don't want that story in the news. They need to get that umpire from the Astros game the other day to call this game, (laughs) and then they'll take care of it. All right, so here's the official uh, official line from Vegas then is Michigan State minus 2.5 over Texas Tech and Virginia minus 5.5 over Auburn. And then, of course, the championship game is going to be on Monday night. R.J. Bell's Dream Preview podcast is available on iTunes, by the way. Pregame.com is the site for the exclusive odds provider for the Associated Press. And don't forget the Straight Out of Vegas with R.J. Bell on Fox Sports Radio radio show weekdays from 3 till 4. R.J., Fingers crossed, Allie wins this pool, man, because I don't think I can take you feeling better than you already feel. <laughs> no justice, no peace. We'll talk again soon, so thanks for the call. This is RJ Bell. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Right, 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 right. Matt Walsh, why couldn't you keep Veep on the air forever? That's what your job is. How can you let this show go away? Uh, I don't own it. What? I, it's not my show. Get out. I'm just a I servant. Thought that was, I thought you owned it. <laughs> no, I'm just a, I'm the sixth man off the bench. <laughs> I'm shooting. You're not even in the starting I, I use five? all five fouls. Okay. <laughs> they bring me out. Go use five. Go hack. Go shack a hack attack. Matt Walsh, of course, is uh, bet, no, best known as uh, Mike McClintock on uh, HBO's Veep, celebrating its final se- season. It's season number seven. It airs Sunday nights at 1030 on HBO. But he's a face you would recognize for decades of great work. Every movie that you're in. I'm just going to say this. You make better 
Matt Walsh. I'm guaranteed box office. I'm like Tom, <laughs> I'm like Tom Hanks. Even even like Hanks, you have I no business two billion being dollars like, like Widows. Running. You know, you make better somehow. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, Widows to me was an offer to do a scene or two with Viola Davis, which right? was like, yes, I'll do that. But it, it is strange to step into like a hardcore drama. Yeah. yeah. And also yeah, you... to do a film in Chicago. I'm from Chicago. I never got to make a movie in Chicago. So I'm like, really? yeah, got to hang out with mom and it was lovely. Oh. Yeah. So there's there's that. You say that as if you've been so big and so popular for so long that you've ignored your mother and you only saw her because it was convenient for you because you were filming in Chicago. Bean's reading between the lines now. Is that true, sir? We have a great relationship. Okay. We play mm-hmm. words with friends and we text through that app all the time. Lovely. And I call her at least two times a week. And there's other siblings in Chicago okay. that really take care of mom. So Someone's I'm, I'm good with her. mom. And I get back like twice a year. Okay. For sure, Thanksgiving, and then once in the summer. You sound summer. really defensive. Yeah, it sounds well, like a guy yeah. who talked to his yeah. mother in years. I'm, yeah, He's I'm reading just... his whole resume how many different times he goes to Chicago. I don't want any fake news about my mom out there. <laughs> I'm gonna this need is to the see real those, deal those plane from the horse's receipts, mouth. Matt, Matt Walsh um, his mother. You want to see my receipts? <laughs> I do. I want to see your receipts for those alleged plane tickets. I don't right, keep does, receipts. I don't keep receipts. Uh, I tear how does your up. mom feel about the language on Veep? She's reluctantly a fan. She doesn't like most of the stuff I do. But is she is right? reluctant. Yeah, she, her favorite sort of uh, entertainment would be a British person solving a crime. Okay. Do you know what okay. I mean? And if okay. BBC yeah. made it, even better. Yeah. So that's right in so her wheelhouse. Sherlock is her thing. Sherlock. Yeah. But Grand all the Chester, like older, Endeavor, usually an yeah. older woman at the center of it, too. Okay. Like all Judy right. Dench being a detective. Sure. Oh, oh, my God. Huge. She is. She's going to stay inside for two weeks. <laughs> so that, so that is she, her wheelhouse. How does she respond to you when you do stuff that you know is going to sort of rub her the wrong way? Well, if it's a good show, I'll tell her to watch it. And right. if, if I know she's not going to like it, I'll say, you don't have to watch it. But isn't I this a great show, this is a great made, show that maybe she wouldn't always like? She does like it. Okay. She does like it. She absolutely likes it. And she li- and she likes that her son's a little famous. I think right. you know, she has something yeah. to tell her friends at the condo. Now, this, this season, uh, Matt McClintock, who is formerly the White House press secretary, is that right? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Is on the outside. He's now working for BuzzFeed. So <laughs> wearing a lot of denim. Which gets a laugh. Wearing a time. lot of denim and a beard. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's so. I mean, it's so brilliant how they are able to move all the pieces around on that show, like putting Jonah up in New Hampshire, yet still keeping him as a member of the main crew. You know, they do such a great job of keeping everybody's storyline in play, even though they're moving you all over the country sometimes. Yeah, that is one of the beautiful things of Veep, the evolution of it all. Like, the first season, I think we were all just sort of surfing in Selena's wake, following her through hallways. And then come season seven, Jonah's like a crazy presidential candidate. <laughs> Mike's working for BuzzFeed. I've never Richard seen Richard sh- is managing two campaigns. Like, it's crazy. And, and there's a baby. Like, yes. it's, it is like The Simpsons. We sort of joke, because one thing this year, a lot of people that you've seen over the years do do a little drive-by and come through. Sure. So there is such a full world. And yeah, it's these like a characters, universe, yeah. Yeah, I've never seen a show with so many characters that they don't throw any of them away. Mm-mm. Everybody has something to add, and yep. it's an amazing They're like comedy the hoarders, those writers. Yes. They do. <laughs> they remember jokes. Like sometimes an episode will happen. Like, oh, what was that joke from season five that we never used? They do collect. Wow. Hmm. They do collect, yeah. Now, I had heard this, which I, I thought, well, that is interesting, that obviously everything is very scripted, amazing yes. writers, but you have about two weeks to rehearse for a show? You know, it's not as exact as that. Like, basically, the process now is they write forever. Mm-hmm. We do a table draft or table read of a script or two. And then if there's a scene that's problematic, we might rehearse it that day, put it on its feet or go into the studio on set and sort of feel it out. And then the writers 
we'll pay attention and take notes and then rewrite wow. off of that. And then on the day, we'll actually rehearse it. And the thing about Veep is you you never really memorize your lines. You just sort of look at them the night before because you know going in there'll be a brand new script. Like they, <laughs> they've scrapped it. Unless you have a giant monologue you don't and you don't want to be caught like, oh, God, I'm really sure. not on, off book. But generally, you just sort of ready, and they hand it to you literally when you're walking on set. And you're like, or in the morning in the chair, and they're like, okay. And then you rehearse it. So there is a looseness to the process, but it is completely written. Yeah. That's crazy, though, because it's, it's wordy. Like it is very it wordy. Right before, yeah, that's not a, it's not a chill script. But usually it's not whole cloth. Sometimes it is 100%, but you get time to rehearse it, and you get time to, like, you know, pitch ideas inside that story or use things in the room. It's, like, very fluid is the best way I would describe it. Have you ever worked on anything quite like this? No, not really. No. No. I don't think there is anything else quite like this. No. I did a thesis in college about the game Perfection, which was very difficult. Okay. And you're comparing the two? Uh, well, I just came to mind. They're relatively equal. I just came to mind. <laughs> it was men versus women right. doing a trial with shapes and sizes sure. in 60 seconds. And, and you're I, saying... I discovered com- women learn to learn better than men. So the initial That's trial... That's a given. What's wrong with you? Oh, but it was scientifically proven. Oh, I see. Okay. But it wasn't like Veep, so for, it's a tangent. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Veep adjacent. Did, did you rap? <laughs> Did you graduate with that thesis? It was accepted? And you, you know got, you what? The statistic it? analysis was horse crap, but because <laughs> I'm not good at math, but the professor gave me a B. Yeah, so okay, I did graduate. Fair enough. So psychology I have a Bachelor grad, of right? Arts. Yeah, bachelor right. of Arts, not science, mm-hmm. in sure. psychology. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Walsh is here from Veep, which airs Sunday nights at 1030 on HBO. We have many more questions for you, Matt, okay. about your wonderful career. And I apologize uh, that it's been five years since you've been on the show. I know. On this it show. Me out. That just I blame us for that. That's I'm very upsetting because you're absolutely one of our favorites. Quick break. My email is the same, guys. <laughs> right <laughs> after this on K Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Matt Walsh is a very fine actor and has been very funny in a lot of things for a long time. He, of course, now is Mike McClintock on Veep. It's final season on HBO right now, Sunday nights at 10.30. I know him best from Man in Baseball Uniform in Fatty Drives the Bus from 1999. Ah, you son of a biscuit. <laughs> You're going through my MDB. That's an old trick. You were in Fatty Drives the Bus? That you, weren't fat, you weren't fatty, I, were you? No, I wasn't. I was in a theater group in Chicago called the Annoyance Theater, mm-hmm. and somebody gave us a million dollars, and we made a movie all right so this is one of the first movies i ever did oh congratulations so yes i'd be in um, a movie fatty drives the bus in a second yeah yeah <laughs> yeah great all right so let's talk about it was there a uh was there you know god bless uh, julia louis dreyfus who's one of the most uh, celebrated uh, actresses in history what has she won like eight emmys or something she's unbelievable yeah um was there a time when you guys thought maybe this final season wouldn't happen because of her her health concerns Yeah, I think everything was legit on hold because nobody knew uh, what was going on with her health. So, yeah, I think we were called uh, right before the Emmys two years ago. Julia called me and all of us individually and said, you know, we're not going to continue after season seven. And it was a bummer. And they talked about why. And it was just like sort of like we ran out of runways like this was a perfect time. You always want to leave when people want more. Great. Mm -hmm. And then after the Emmys, we found out like three days later that another drop was her cancer. Yeah. And so after that, we tried to do a couple table. My timeline might be off, but we tried to do a couple table reads as business as usual. But once she got into her treatments, it was just like, all right, we're just going to freeze. Hands off. It's, yeah. it's pretty that must have been so devastating for all of you who love her so much. Sure, sure. But she is a force of nature. Yeah. 
And you always knew, like, if anybody's going to beat it, she's the one. Yeah. And uh, she did it, you know, she has a loving family and a great group of inner circle in her life. And what was it like when she came doctors? back to the show? Like, oh, it just must so have been sweet. a special day. It's like mom Mom feels better. It was like literally an emotional moment. I think Dave Mandel, our writer, made a dumb joke about other things going on in the world and ignoring Julia at the table. <laughs> like, trying to think, he's like, I something I wanted to say. Anyways, uh, <laughs> and then Julia gave a very heartfelt speech, basically saying, like, it's nice to have this, and this is helpful for me to come back. And oh, I that was sweet. Um, a behind the scenes video of her doing her last scene, and the group mm. of people that had assembled. Yeah. Husbands, wives, kids of writers, of yeah. actors, everyone in this other area watching on the monitors, yeah. just with their breaths like being held, just waiting for this last scene, which speaks to what a family you all have become. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Like the last week, like I was the first of like the, the core 10 actors to rap. So like Reed came back from home and Tim came back and, and T- Reed's wife and people were there. And so it was like a big moment when I got wrapped. And then Why the couldn't next they wait day, to get rid of Mike McClintock? It's my question. <laughs> he's been fired right, he's so gotta go first. <laughs> he's like a cockroach. You can't kill him. <laughs> He'll always come back. And then, six, you know, over the next eight days, somebody would get wrapped every day and everybody People was there every back. day. And so it was very sweet. So Julia was the last person wrapped. So everybody had been there and we were all watching and it was very... Uh, very momentous. Popped some champagne, drank tequila in the writer's room, and I know was hung that these, over the next day. I know that these are fictional characters, yep. but I can't help but worry what's going to happen to Gary if he doesn't have someone <laughs> to take care of. I mean, I, like, where oh, is like he in life? five years? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has an unhealthy symbiosis. He's yes, he like does. that fish that swims by the whale. Yes, the pilot exactly. Fish too whatever. close. Yeah. A little too close. Yeah. For his own safety. Every yeah. character Tony Hill plays, I feel bad for when the show or movie ends. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. What's going to happen to that guy? You know, Tim Simons brought up that. a great um, thing. Like, three years ago when he was on. Good and we were talking. Thank mm-hmm. you. When we were talking about how much we love Veep, and he plays, of course, Jonah Ryan on the show, I said, there are times when I'll watch the show a second time because I've missed stuff. And he said, may I suggest something? And I said, yes, please. And he said, do a Tony Hale lap. And I said, what's a Tony Hale lap? And he said, watch it a second time, but focus only on Tony. And you will see all <laughs> sorts of different things. Oh, his and own, like, so Easter egg. Much- yeah, he's exactly. in, he's Easter in egg. his own show. It's oh. amazing. He's doing so much, you don't realize. Yeah, just his face, I'll just a movement, everything. That good. Grabbing a purse. It's yeah. just, it's phenomenal. Yeah, the choreography, they, they're really tight. And that's, those are nuggets that we discover on set. Again, when, when we rehearsed. Tony and Julia would be like, oh, this would be a funny thing while she's saying this or he's doing that. So there's all those little moments that we're always trying to find. Does he break it, most? Tony breaks most. <laughs> yeah, that's what we've heard. Yeah. How, do you do, how do you do, Matt? I'm pretty stone-faced. Really? I don't, I don't tend to crack up. Uh, the one time uh, we were in England and we broke an antique China set. I remember that. <laughs> and we were laughing and Julia was on set like, turn around, you idiots. It's good. <laughs> So we're, like, delivering lines with our back to camera. And we actually got to use some of it because Julia had the wherewithal to shout at us. Can I give an underrated recommendation sure. from his career? Brigsby Bear oh. is Amazing. one of the greatest movies of the past five to ten years. That's so sweet. It's I love that movie. It's so great. And if you haven't seen it, I, haven't. I know a lot of people haven't. They just missed it because it really was written so genuinely and heartfelt. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Kyle Mooney's the lead in it from SNL, who you know, and you play uh, a father Dad. in it, and it's so great. And if anyone is looking for a weekend watch, Brigsby great Bear. Great recommend. It's a very sweet film. I agree with you. Yeah. I love that Lovely. movie. 
Um, may I make a recommendation mm-hmm. of the great Matt Walsh? Please. Oh, my God. You guys, I'm coming is it back. Fatty in the, is so fatty good. in the car? It no. is Fatty Drives the Bus. Five years. It is Fatty Drives the Bus. <laughs> and Matt plays Manny Drives the Bus. uniform. <laughs> That's the one you want to see. Um, real quick before we uh, do 60 Seconds with Matt Walsh. Um, Veep is a show that's going to live forever, right? In terms of this is going to be like the West Wing. This is going to be a show that generations will uh, will discover. I hope so, yeah. I, I really do feel like that. It's one of the landmark shows in the history of television. And, and I can't imagine what a thrill it must have been for you the last seven years as an actor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I discovered is that we you always set me up. can we quote you on that? We always we always focus on how do you parody what's going on in real life right now. That's sort of what everybody talks about. Yeah. But the difference is everyone on your show is a bad person. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're funny as hell and you love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though they're bad people. And it makes you laugh. Yeah, and I think the other cool thing about Veep is that it is truly pure fiction. Like, the, there's like you can see the timeline. Like, I think Reagan is maybe the latest president we reference, mm-hmm. and then the real timeline veers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's yeah, what I love yeah. about Veep is that you don't know where party. It's hopefully hitting the greater truths about all politicians, how they're all full of it. I mean, okay. it could be just office politics, too. It, could, it is. I mean, it is a workplace yeah. comedy. It yeah. did start as, it's absolutely workplace comedy, but they were obsessed and continually obsessed with, like, how screwed up politics is. And yep. every season they have tons of people come through and they interview them and they want to know the dirt. You know, they want to know the nitty gritty. They, in, they interview the aides and the right. interns as well as the people who run the show. And the speechwriters, and they really get the gritty details, and that's what. Uh, but they funnel it into a. We funnel it into a pure fiction. Mm-hmm. That's why Amazing. I think. I hope it's pure it's fiction, cool. Matt. Well, <laughs> I hope well, it's pure fiction because it's terrifying. The... <laughs> I know it's a sobering documentary. As, as it's been Sunday said many nights times. at ten thirty on HBO for Veep, and you can catch up obviously on previous seasons if you're a lamo and haven't been watching. All right, Matt Walsh, you are known as a great improviser, obviously co-founder of the Upright Citizens Brigade. We have sixty seconds worth of questions. Kevin's just going to fire them at you as fast as he can. Answer as many as you can. First thing that comes to your mind. You ready? What do I win? No one's uh, ever asked that. Yeah, you come back in five years. I'm greedy. Yeah. Oh, I get yeah. to, how about four years? Okay. Four okay. years. Okay. If I win, I come uh, back in four. It's not Thank five. You. Yeah. Sixty it's not seconds five. with Matt Walsh. What did you want to be when you were a kid? Uh, astronaut. What's the worst job you ever had? Oh, I counted tractor parts at an Alice Chalmers factory. <laughs> how long did you have that job? Uh, one day I was fired. <laughs> <laughs> a few questions from topics we've talked about recently on the show. Uh, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? No, my wife loves it. Hate it. When you get dressed in the morning and you're putting on shoes, are you a sock, sock guy? A sock, sock, sock shoe, sock. shoe guy? Sock, sock. Not sock, shoe, sock, sock, shoe. Okay. Both socks before have you ever, shoes. Have you ever taken a picture of yourself in front of a famous TV or movie location? No. Oh, yes, uh, Blues Brothers, the club where they go in to see Otis Day. Mm. Twizzlers or Red Vines? Red Vine. If you could change one thing uh, about your appearance, what would it be? Uh, Less handsome. (laughs) (laughs) We think Veep is one of the best comedies of all time. What are some of your favorite TV comedies? Uh, Green Acres. (laughs) Uh, uh, Green Acres, ladies and gentlemen. Honestly, Green Acres wins. We're going to go three, three years. years. Yes. Three wow. Years. Three years. Nice. You See it. you in three, Matt. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you, guys. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. 
Tecovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tecovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tecovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Every Friday at this time, we do a feature we call Keep It 100. Hit it, Steve. I got to keep it 100. Keep it 100, baby. Keep it 100. I keep it 100. This is where we uh, let you be the music director of the world famous K Rock. You get to pick any K Rock song. If we still have it in the system, we will play it for you. And we never know, man, it's a crapshoot every week what we're going to get. Great suggestions this week. Dan was texter number 99 looking for Novocaine for the Soul by the Eels. Oh, I like that a song. great song. I love that. Fabian, texter 101 this week for the cult, She Sells Sanctuary. Which is another great Strong choice. Too. Yeah. But neither of them are Tim from Thousand Oaks. He was texter 100, and he joins us on the air right now. Hey, Tim, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Bean. Keith, Sally. How's How it going? How are you? We're good. Oh, well. You're sounding mellow. Is everything all right? You Okay. Also, did you call Kevin Keith? Of course. That was his old name a long time ago. None of us caught it. (laughs) Only he caught it. Wait, why were you Keith? I don't have any idea what he's talking about. Tim, why was he Keith? I don't remember, but somebody used to call him Keith. <laughs> I mean, it only makes sense that a listener would remember him. Absolutely. And that, of course, Neither of them do. They called Keith. Of course. No. Yeah. So you have That's been funny. listening for a long time, it sounds like, and we appreciate that. Have you also been texting previously for Keep It 100? I have, since it started. This is a finally got through. Same song or different songs? Same song. Wait, hold on a sec. You're telling me for like a year and a half you've been texting the same song every week? Yeah, if I'm not, sometimes I travel out of town, but every Friday if I'm here, the same song. I got to be honest, I didn't remember this song 
at all well, by name. Stop judging him, Keith. By name. Yeah, yeah Keith, beat it. Let him, let him maybe just announce the song. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and uh, introduce it, Tim, uh, from Thousand Oaks to the Kevin B. Listers. You got to see the video because there's nothing that says fry like having a woman slap you with a big giant lollipop, but it's Hobo Hump and Slobo Babe by Whale. I just want to say, yeah, Vail Tim, that Tim, Tim twenty twenty. Tim has been requesting that song uh-huh. by Whale right. for a year and a half. Yes, straight. Yes. yes. He also has no social media, and remembered you were named Keith. He's quite a beast. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but who's the winner now? Who got his song on K Rock <laughs> for Keep It One Hundred? Right. All right. I think this could be a tough one for you, Ali, since you apparently have no memory of that song whatsoever. It won the MTV Europe Music Award for Best Video, by the way, the year after it came out. Tim did say it was a great video. Yeah, okay. great video and a, and a big hit here on uh, K-Rock. It's not one you hear very often. The band is called Whale, and the song is called Hobo Humpin' Slobo Babe. Right. What year do you think it came out? I'm not kidding when I say I have legitimately never heard that song in my life. Chip hasn't heard it. Jensen hasn't heard, heard it. it. All right, can I give you at least this hint to narrow it down for you? Well, I would say if it was a big video back mm-hmm. when videos were getting awards, good. I would say that it would probably be 89. Well, maybe you should have listened to my hint Damn and it, it would have helped you. Yeah, what's your hint? <laughs> my hint was Kevin and I played it. We were on the air already oh, when that song was out. 92. Good, uh, pretty close guess. 1993 is when that song came out. Wow. That's pretty close. You got it wrong on your second guess. That was great. Thank you. So, Tim in Thousand Oaks, uh, no need to keep texting. That is uh, asked and answered. We'll do it again next Friday for Keep It 100. Keep It 100. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. It's a shame there's no uh, way to recap things that happened during the week. Yeah, people miss a ton of stuff. It is weird that we do so many things and then no one knows what happens at the end. I know I barely listen. It's Friday on a show and I'm nervous for you So in case you missed it, here's the week in review We gave out Coachella passes every single day And broke down the crazy antics of Nicolas Cage And talked to white people who apparently will rage If Mexicans speak Spanish outside of a cage I think I might be pregnant, so does Dr. Drew Beer mugged in overnights and dude I love you Matt Walsh and Offspring came in to talk And we each had a laugh about Ali's fart box Also she sneezed in the mic like an amateur While I'm in the back yelling out Hello Canada! RJ Bell might win our office pool And my mom did dating game while she was in high school Rest in peace, Snipsy, you left us too fast If you missed that download the podcast Excellent work as always, Mr. Jensen Carp Thank you Podcast is available on iTunesRadio.com, wherever you get yours. Uh, you want to catch up on shows you missed. Hey, by the way, uh, ahead of getting into the uh, the final what's happening here with Allie, I feel like we should just pause for a moment and, and take a beat because we've not mentioned that today is the 25th anniversary 
of the death of Kurt Cobain, who has to be on the Mount Rushmore of K-Rock musical artists, I would say. Yeah, I would think so. I think that is worth a mention. You'll never forget where you were if you're old enough when you found out that Kurt Cobain had passed away. And also, just as a side note, by just a bizarre coincidence, it's also the 17th anniversary of the death of Lane Staley from Allison Chains, who was another another great Seattle artist as well. So RIP to both of those guys. K-Rock wouldn't be what it is today without your bands. All right, Allie, you're up with our final look at what's happening here on a Friday. Well, we are, of course... Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Friday. day. God damn it. Also, Kat is here. We are joined by Kat Corbett, who comes in Friday around this time to tell us cool things happening in and around Los Angeles. But Kat, I'm glad you're here because I'm not sure if you heard about this Lil Nas X. Did you hear about um, his song that he labeled Country Trap? Oh, wait, isn't this the one where Billy Ray Cyrus comes yes. and does a little number? Well, originally, his um, hit Old Town Road was, uh, and when I say hit, it was racing up the Apple Music charts, Spotify charts. It was on Billboard's cross-genre Hot 100, Hot Country songs, and Hot R&B hip-hop songs. And then Billboard's like, yeah, you know what, we're going to take it off the country charts last week. They said, upon further review, it was determined that Old Town Road by Lil Nas X does not currently merit inclusion on Billboard's country charts. It sounds racist. And that was a lot of people's response that they thought, I mean, they, that's did, did, did they just find out he was a black dude? Is that what ha- is that all that happened here? And they said no? I, I don't listen, know. There's only been four African-American artists to ever top the country charts. Mm-hmm. They've now expelled 25% of them. <laughs> <laughs> so keep that in mind. And Billy Ray's like a big figure oh, on no, no, that song. Well, that was not it. I'm just that going to what yet. happened last week. So then Billy Ray Cyrus endorsed the song and oh. said, uh, you know, a real good job. Tweeted a message of support. And then last night we were bestowed. The Old Town Road <laughs> remix with Billy Ray Cyrus. Like a rock star, spend a lot of money on my brand new guitar. Baby's got a habit, diamond rings and Fendi sports bras. Riding down Rodeo in my Maserati sports car. Got no stress, I've been through all that. I'm like a Marlboro man, so I keep going back. Wish I could roll on back to that old town road. I wanna ride till I can't go. Billboard do with that now. No. And Billboard, if they're smart, will say still not country. Because gotcha. if they do, yeah. they are going to get clearly ruined. saying, yeah, yeah clearly yeah. saying we're racist. That's I have a good to song. say, though, I, before, I like that song too. Before, that, like, wow. before Billy Ray comes mm-hmm. in, that's totally a country song. Yeah, it's absolutely. the vibe of like, it's the vibe of, of living country, taking absolutely. my horse somewhere. By the yeah. way, I think it's both. Yeah, I, I yeah. yeah exactly. I, there's a banjo in it. Yeah, there's I mean, a uh, yeah. country music has been evolving as as all music forms have, and you know this isn't unprecedented. Uh, Nelly was on a song with Tim McGraw a couple of mm-hmm. years ago, for mm-hmm. instance, that was a big hit. You know, a lot of time, like when Florida Georgia Line came out, there were a lot of people were saying, "You guys are just a pop act." I mean, the line always is moving, and if country audiences like this song, it ought to be on the radio and it ought to be on their charts. Yeah, they ran into similar stuff with Beyonce when she was nominated for CMA. I mean, it's it's oh for Daddy Lessons, yeah, right? It's not a good look, guys. 
Not a yeah. good look. But there is a very, speaking of good looks, there's a very cool video of Billy Ray Cyrus and little Nas X in the studio together. <laughs> 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 Definitely looks like someone's dad showed up. I they got a lot in common, a lot to talk about, do they? Yeah, yeah. you don't know. Clearly best friends. <laughs> love it. So funny. Do you remember when Florida Georgia Line came out and they're like, they're wearing baseball hats. This sucks. What's happening? This like, isn't country. What is happening? Well, then they suck, but I'm just saying. I'm just yeah, saying. I did think for a minute you were standing up for Florida no, Georgia No, no, okay. just for their baseball hats, okay. for a split second. All right. God, I'm glad you're here. Another one. I brought this up earlier, and there was no one to share my excitement until Bean for a specific portion of the story. Mm. This holiday season, Hallmark is celebrating the big 4-0. That's the number of new Christmas TV movies that you can expect in 2019. Yay! 40. So here's the thing. Hallmark is going to debut 24 of those movies while their sister channel, Hallmark uh, Movies and Mysteries, will premiere the 16 others. This is up from 38 last year. They're making more movies every single year. I'm so glad that you and I live close to each other. Yes. And there's like 50 stores to get wine Absolutely. at on the way. Absolutely. On the way. It's fantastic. Who gives a damn? We're in. Well, here's who gives a damn, Bean, because the first of these movies is scheduled to debut... In July, with the launch of Hallmark's Halfway to Christmas campaign. We don't care. Dude, we don't care. We don't care. Don't care, don't care, don't care. Oh, God, don't care, don't care. Technically, uh, June 25th is half Christmas, but uh-huh. I will accept okay. July. That's soon, that's that's sooner than it has been, yes. and I'm down for it. Absolutely. Is it the Christmas Prince 2, 3? Four? No, it's going to be it? called Keepsake Christmas. Thanks for asking. Stop it. Uh, this year marks the 10th anniversary of Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas, which kicks off October 25th. And listen, last Christmas, they, they had an app, the Hallmark Channel. No! Where you could get notifications of what movies were coming up and then check them off as you watch them. Nope. And it was handy. And thank you, Hallmark Channel, for understanding do they what have we the, need uh, as a people. Do they have the Hallmark Channel drinking game app? Because that's the yeah. one we really like. When you see... Oh, <laughs> sir. Sir. I think he's made up his mind. No, but this one, like, you see cookies you drink. A Santa, Santa winks. winks. And you... Wow, nice. (laughs) We're on the same page. Your loser dial is synced up. (laughs) Remember when we um, recorded a podcast? Yeah, that's not ever going to be heard. You're a loser. uh, You know nobody likes you, right? Well, Kat likes me and I like Kat, so right back at you. Did you watch all of them last year, girls? I watched all of the Hallmark Channel ones. I did not um, keep up with all of the... um, Lifetime? No, no, no. The their sister station, the Hallmark Murders and Mysteries. They do We're other about movies on that. Four minutes now on uh-huh. Christmas movies. <laughs> yeah, it's like a morphine drip. I just leave else? it on. Oh, it goes so in a good. roll. Nobody so, so gives good. a crap. Hey, Cat. Thanks hey. for hurry up, Santa Claus. <laughs> thanks for coming in. What do you have on tap in L.A.? <laughs> uh, don't ruin Christmas, you guys. Yeah. Um, I have been directing people all week to go listen to your great interview with Noodles and Dexter from The Offspring talking about uh, the Sabroso music, craft beer, taco, mm-hmm. fest, add yeah. anything else on there. What a lineup. Um, it's this weekend. Uh, you've got Doheny State Beach, so it's a beautiful location. And Brews, uh, you know, there's Lucha Libre-style wrestling yeah. as well all as right. that event. Oh, I'm in. Um, yeah, yeah, that's kind of like that. And you've got Flogging Molly and Bad Religion, Descendants, Good Charlotte, Black Flag, of course, The Offspring performing, krock.com for all the info. Also, Kobayashi will be doing a taco eating contest. What? Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's friends the with, champ, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the champ. He's friends with Dexter. So coming out to do this, insane. It's insane. I wonder, does Dexter put his hot sauce on those? Oh, yes, yeah, that's yeah. how it all started. Oh, that's how they met. All right, full yeah. circle. I get it. Yes. All right, all right. And you know how much we all love the dogs. And dogs with big butts, even better. Mm. Talking about corgis, okay? The 2019 Corgi Beach Day Corgcella is going on this Saturday, tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Who's with me? So you can bring your dog down to the beach. Have you ever seen a corgi in the water? Their asses just float. Like, <laughs> nice. I've not seen that. It's uh, There's a lot of videos just of corgi ass in the water. I want to see your Google search. Yeah, I don't want that in my history in case I have a heart attack and I have to clean my computer. You don't have to have a corgi to go down there, but, you know, you can bring your any kind of dog as long as they're friendly and just go have a good time. And I don't know, maybe they'll have some cool rescues down there and you can meet your favorite new pet. Can I ask you something that we've all been wondering, and I guarantee listeners have as well. Mm. Um, the child that's in your Mercedes-Benz at... <laughs> Where where'd you steal a kid from? Um, that <laughs> that's a friend's kid. Sure. Does yeah. your friend know mm. that their kid is in a commercial? I'm like the cool aunt that like takes the kids okay. to like the horror Do movies. Do you have when a kid? Too young. Right. Is what we're asking. No, is it I your don't have kid? a kid. Ch- okay. No, I have three furry children. Okay. All right. Well, we don't want to talk about like a thyroid issue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Some birthdays <laughs> for you. Just in a commercial. Ailey Atwell, Owen Powell, Lily James, Paula Cole, Pharrell Williams, Sterling K. Brown, and Charlotte Flair. WrestleMania this weekend. Thanks, Ellis. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with Strikers commercial free for all during your drive home today on the world famous K Rock. Have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday morning. Thanks, Keith. Pass it over to me. What if I lick my dog's butt? Jesus, don't bogart the joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. One man's opinion. And it hoodles, that's my share. So don't forget to tip that donation box, people. God bless you. That's enough from you. We've had quite enough. You can't even keep quiet. Now go on. I'll see you later. Goodbye. And I will tell you, uh, I'm surprised at how badly it's all gone. Well, enjoy the movie. Thank you so much for ta- stopping and talking. And I'm, I, I'm really in awe. I, I, I am. Bong, bong. Shot I go. He scores. Put that baby to bed without a diaper. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.